You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. Ten, Network. Nine. Ignition sequence start. Six. Five. Four. Three. Two. One. Zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Live on the Exeter Sports Network, it's Exeter Eagles 2023 football. Sponsored by the new Birdies Inn, located at Five Points in Exeter, MikeDragosports.com, the best high school sports coverage in Berks County, and Margarita's Pizzeria in Laurelville. Tonight, your Exeter Eagles travel down 562 to take on the Boyertown Bears. Now to the broadcast booth, here are your announcers, Darren Ziner and Jerry Gellin. Good evening. Welcome to the Exeter Eagles Varsity Football pregame show on the Exeter Sports Network brought to you by Jerry Gelliff Media. Tonight, your Exeter Eagles take on the Boyertown Bears at the top of the hour, and we'll get it all started after these messages. This is the Exeter Sports Network. Featuring more than 30 TVs and NFL Sunday ticket so you won't miss a single game, college or pro. Entertainment every day of the week. Good food, good service, good prices, and great people. That's the new Birdies Inn. Located at Five Points in Exeter, 160 Old Friedensburg Road, where they remind you to have fun and be kind. You used to read his sports takes every morning in the newspaper. Now you can find Mike Drago stories in a new format on MikeDragoSports.com, a website dedicated to covering Burke's football inside and out all season and all year long. For four decades, Mike Drago has provided in-depth coverage of Burke's football. Now you can find it again at MikeDragoSports.com. Read feature stories about Berks County's top players, coaches, and teams. Mike's unequaled coverage is just a click away at MikeDragoSports.com. Subscribe today. Back to the game on the Exeter Sports Network. We're coming to you live from, well, Jerry's living room. What do you? <laughs> well, let's bring in Jerry Gellif right now. Jerry, what do you? Have? Welcome. Good evening. Thank you, Darren. Yes. Uh, good evening, everybody. Uh, so we we had a real weird thing happen, and that uh, the AD over at Boyertown wouldn't let us into the game. And since we have listeners, and since we have sponsors who are like. We're paying you to put a game on. Here we are from Jerry's living room. Second time we did this. We did it one time on a uh, Burke's Catholic and Governor Mifflin game. Really foul, horrible weather. Didn't want us to be there to uh, possibly hurt anybody if our equipment started blowing around. So here we are. Here we are. We will be joined by our reporter, Ava Strauss, in a little bit, but... Yeah, like Jerry said, we are going to bring you tonight's game from the comfort of his living room as only the Exeter Sports Network can. You are going to have a top-quality production. You won't even know that we're not there. It's going to be that good, Jerry. Darren, it's called commitment. Indeed it is. All right, so let's talk about last week, a 42-7 Exeter romp, their 13th consecutive regular season win 
Nate Pashley, Jerry, we talked about it a little bit afterwards. Ava joins us now. Ava, say hi to the folks. Hello. How is everyone today? So Nate Pashley gets the start last week, and the discussion that we had was, why do you put Nate in there when you know Riley Martinez? And an interview with Coach Bauer a little bit afterwards said, hey, look, it's a big situation for Riley. He's a sophomore. It would be a first start. He didn't want to put all that pressure on him right away. Has Nate take over that first drive? And the Exeter Eagles move the football. They get all the way down to the four-yard line. You're thinking, wow, they're really motoring. They're going to get an early score. Well, the problem became QB snaps. They had a bad QB snap. They lose 16 yards. Then follow that up with a hold, or I'm sorry, it was an offside penalty. Takes them way back. They try to a long fourth down, ultimately get it to the 10-yard line, turn the ball over on downs. But at least it was something, Jerry, they showed they can move the ball on the ground. Yeah, I guess it was very important to Coach Bauer to uh, not put Riley under the gun right away. And it turned out to be a really good move because the rest of the way of the game, they were fine. Now, they didn't score at all in the first quarter. But once they turned the Jets on the second, there was no looking back. That's right. After that initial drive, Daniel Boone mounts a drive of their own. It was eight plays, 62 yards. It ultimately stalls at the Eagles' 28. Then they would trade a possession, first quarter scoreless. Then, Jerry, just like you said, the 10-minute mark of the second quarter, Exeter hits Paydirt on a fourth and eight play. Sophomore QB Riley Martinez rolls right, hits Jaden Zandier behind the defense in the right corner of the end zone. Jerry, that perfect 31-yard strike. Yeah, I, it, so the, it took them the full quarter to really get their, their, their nerves out, to get their yah-yahs out. But once they did, they really behaved like a well-oiled machine, did they not? They absolutely did. So 10 minutes to go in the second. A two-point conversion shocker from Carter Redding, who, no of shock, course, Darren. the two-point specialist. It was a, snow, a low snap. He rolls out right, gets it to Aiden Dauble for the two-point uh, conversion, and it's an 8 nothing Exeter lead. So after a few exchanges of possession, linebacker Joel Amarino changes the landscape with an interception, sets the Eagles up at the Blazer 40, and it would take one play, Jerry, that jet sweep from Carter Redding. Yeah, it's, uh, y- y- you know, I, I love those two-point conversions. And last year he had four. This year he's already got two. And undoubtedly, we're going to ask Coach Bauer again, so are those planned or not? And he's going to be coy again and say, I don't know. A PAT from Zach Zandier makes it 15 nothing at the 248 mark of the second. The route was on at that point. Keegan sneering Sabatka. Joel or Marino would combine on a sack on Daniel Boone's first play in the next series. Setting the tone for a three and out. And after a 22-yard punt, Eagles in business yet again. And, Jerry, as they did many times last year, scoring in the last two minutes of the half, they did it so frequently, they do it yet again. They get the ball back, 55 seconds left in the half. Zamar Paschal scoring a 41-yard TD scamper, 33.4 seconds left. The PAT didn't work, but it's 21-0 going in at half. So scoring going into the first half, to me, is very much like putting your boot on the throat and getting ready to stomp. Uh, I, the, you, you could see that they you know, took a little air out of the tires of the Blazers with that one. That's a real deflator. 
So, Ava, we're going to bring you into the discussion. Tell us what the emotion was. It was a little, it was a slow first quarter there. Of course, Exeter ramps it up there in the second. They get three scores. What was your sense on the sideline as that first half progressed? I think definitely there's a lot of tension with the boys in the beginning. Nate Pashley was not able to like catch a few in the beginning. He was getting a bit frustrated, didn't get the P.I. that he hoped for by the ref in the beginning. But they cleaned up their penalties, and as soon as Jaden Zandier got that touchdown, it was a madhouse down there. They were so excited. And you could tell that the like wheels were starting to turn, and they're ready to go. So just like Jerry said, you could see the Blazers. They were just getting worn down. The shoulders were shrugging a little bit. The Blazers' sideline, not a whole lot of emotion. And further evident by Exeter's first possession of the second half, they cash in on a 40-yard. It was a night of big plays. This a 40-yard run by Pharrell Caceres at the 832 mark of the third. At a two-point conversion, again, low snap. Could he have gotten it down? We don't know. But Carter Redding goes to the outside, to the pylon, really not to be denied. He took a shot right at the line, got it across anyway. 29 nothing, Jerry. Yeah, Carter Redding, again, doing that thing. And, and, and I called it this week doing his two-point magic. I mean, you know, there's four points in a game. Or rather, well, you, you know, if you consider uh, the point after a given – that's two points in a game. You get in a tight game, and you give it to Carter Redding a couple of times, he might get you that margin of victory. So as that game plays out, Daniel Boone gets a, oh, thank you very much, tipped pass, ending up in the hands of wide receiver Max Hefner. He gets into the end zone at the 351 mark of the third. It's 29-7. Scoring finished up. Riley Martinez has a one-yard QB sneak. Zumar Boston, a nine-yard TD run. And Exeter opens up with that 42-7 win. And a, a great win, a great victory. That's how you want to start out a season. And they, after that initial shakiness, really just buckled down and did what the Exeter Eagles do. Go out there and score some points. So our feed is scheduled to come on at 7 o'clock. Did you want to do some... Thank yous, some sponsor spots right now. We can do that. All right, let's okay. do some messages. We will be right back with some additional pregame comments. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network on Jerry Gelliff Media. season and the new birdies Inn is your place for all the big games featuring more than 30 tvs and nfl sunday ticket so you won't miss a single game college or pro entertainment every day of the week good food good service good prices and great people that's the new birdies Inn, located at five points in exeter 160 old friedensburg road where they remind you to have fun and be kind Every team, every game, all season long. That's the kind of unmatched Berks County football coverage MikeDragosports.com brings to you, and it's just a click away. For profiles of the top players in Berks football, season previews of every Berks team, 
projections for every team in the Lancaster Lebanon League, team photo galleries, and history and stats you can't find anywhere else, turn to MikeDragosports.com. Take advantage of our seven-day free trial from now through the end of the month. Football coverage you can't find anywhere else. That's MikeDragosports.com. The best Italian food in Muhlenberg can be found at Margarita's Restaurant and Bar. 3600 Kutztown Road in Laureldale. You can get a great sit-down meal, pizza, sandwiches, burgers, wings, and so much more at Margarita's. The chicken and veal marcella are to die for, and the pasta is second to none. Plan your next meal or party at Margarita's. Stop in before or after the next game. That's Margarita's Restaurant and Bar. 3600 Kutztown Road in Laureldale. This is the Exeter Sports Network on Jerry Gelliff Media. Wrapping up last week's game, Exeter finished 234 rushing yards on 32 attempts as a team. Junior, Junior Burrell Caceres led the Eagles 11 carries, 124 yards and a TD. Junior Zamar Paschal, seven rushes, 84 yards and a TD. Sophomore Zumor Boston added five for 10 yards and a TD. Those are three players right there Jerry in the backfield they've got a number of talented runners that are going to really cause headaches for defensive coordinators indeed I, I the running game is is proving itself to be formidable and we believe that the passing game will as well now does the, the question is going to be does Boyertown have the goods to battle that we will find out Exeter finishes Passing-wise, 177 yards. Riley Martinez in that lead role, 6 of 10, 165 yards, two TDs, one INT. But again, a very, very good impression from Coach Bauer. All right, so we are on the screen. It is second and 10. Boyertown has the ball. Mark it on the 38-yard line. Garris is going to be under center. Motion right to left. Here's a toss to Yasavage on the right side. He gets the 40-yard line. You're going to hear Yasavage's name a lot. 291 rushing yards a week ago. Five TDs. So on that one, second and 10, give Yasavage five yards. And it's going to be third and five with the ball marked at the 42-yard line. We don't want to be unkind here, Darren, but the, it does appear that Boyertown is a very one-dimensional team. So if they can shut down your Savage, I think they've got a real good shot at uh, just completely dominating Boyertown. That's right. One week ago, we mentioned as far as your Savage, uh, Jason Oaks is the other running back. He had 91 yards. Nobody else really. I think there were three other carries. Here's the snap to Garris. He fakes it. He's going to throw it up there. Trying to go deep. He's Whoa. behind it. He makes the grab at the 15, and he's going to go into the end zone wow. for the touchdown. Boy, did I ever oh, get that Oh, wait a minute. One. Looked like they might mark him down. It doesn't look like he gave him the touchdown signal. They're going to mark him down inside the one-yard line, but the receiver getting behind the defense, Garris doesn't put it up very much, only five times all last game. And he's able to make the connection a huge gain here. Well, that's a way to make me look like a monkey. It was a great pass. That had to be, what, 40 yards, 45 it's yards? 50, yeah, in the air. 57-yard pass play. 
Takes the ball inside the one. Garris in the gun. Fakes the handoff. Nothing there. He's going to get stopped. They try to push him across. He'll actually probably lose a half a yard. Take it back to the one-yard line where it'll be second down. But, yeah, you know, that's one of those quick hitters where Exeter is certainly expecting run, 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 and they send him deep behind the secondary, and Garris showing off his arm, able to put it right on the money. A little diversionary tactic to throw Exeter off, and, boy, did that one ever work. Boyertown breaks the huddle. Garris is in the gun. Here's the snap. It's a handoff. They try to go to the right side, fighting for the goal line, and he's in. Touchdown, Boyertown. Taking a look, it's probably a savage. Looking to see who ultimately comes out of it. Just so you know, Yasavage, a 5'11", 205-pound senior. And Boyertown quickly on the board. This is uh, Ava, I'll tell you. Ava, a little bit of a shock here to see Boyertown, that big play ability, and they punch it across with 9.59 to go here in the first. Even looking at... Last game, last year, Richie Carstein, two touchdowns, 89 yards, and he's a pretty big kid too, so I was expecting one of our extra players to get something like that. The PAT on its way. It splits the uprights. 9.59 to go here in the first. A stunner. Boyertown takes a 7-0 lead. We'll be right back. It's the Exeter Sports Network. You used to read his sports takes every morning in the newspaper. Now you can find Mike Drago stories in a new format on MikeDragoSports.com, a website dedicated to covering Burke's football inside and out, all season and all year long. For four decades, Mike Drago has provided in-depth coverage of Burke's football. Now you can find it again at MikeDragoSports.com. Read feature stories about Berks County's top players, coaches, and teams. Mike's unequaled coverage is just a click away at MikeDragoSports.com. Subscribe today. It's the Exeter Sports Network. Boyertown has the ball on the tee. He's stepping off as far as the kickoff is uh, concerned. You've got Carter Redding. Jaden Ware deep. This is going to go through Jaden Ware's hands. He picks it back up, running around. It's actually Jaden Zandir. He's got room on the right side. They'll push him out about the 30-yard line, so give him about a 25-yard return once he's able to corral the ball. That was a nice recovery from what could have been a disastrous beginning for the Eagles, but uh, Zandir... Moved his legs around a little bit and uh, got, what, 12, 13 yards out of that? Well, he actually a little bit more than that. They're going to bring the ball all the way out to the 35-yard line. Well, now I'm not sure where they're going. Uh, actually, laundry on the field. So a decent return will come back. Negated. Looks like they were giving him the 30-yard line. It's a hold call, so I'm going to guess it's going to be 10 yards. It'll take him inside the 20. So Exeter will start first and 10 with the ball on the 19-yard line. 
Riley Martinez will be in the gun. Pharrell Caceres to his left. Two receivers left. Nobody on the right. Paschal, Pash Lee goes in the backfield. He gets the handoff. He's running left. He's got the 20, the 25, taken down at the 27-yard line. Give him a gain of eight. It'll be second and short. Nice little attempt there to uh, juke. Went up off of his feet. Made a <laughs> twist in midair. And uh, somebody got a, a, a hand on him to pull him down. Got to do what you got to do. Second and two. Ball on the 28-yard line. Some substitutions for Exeter. Depth could play a factor in this game. They've got the huddle. Martinez breaks it. Offensive line on the ball. Martinez in the gun. He's got Pharrell Caceres to his left. One receiver right, one left. And we'll see what happens. <laughs> We've got a frozen screen right now, so just kind of waiting for it all to catch up. <laughs> the wonders of a live broadcast. Isn't that the truth? On two ends. That's We're watching one. Oh, no, this this is terrible. We are still in a frozen frame, so second and two, 9.04 to go here in the first. I'm sure it was a really captivating play that we haven't seen yet. <laughs> While it's frozen, I will add that that recovery on Jaden Zandier was it. That is something that is very beneficial for him is his speed. If he didn't have that, that would have been a lot less yardage for them. True indeed. Unfortunately, still in a frozen situation. We're going to see if we can do a refresh here. Yeah, let's hope. Catch up a little bit. Still frozen. Still at a frozen situation. But wow, man. We're going to try to locate another feed here as far as online. Just there we go. We're going to be a little bit behind. All there right, a little bit behind here. Second and two. Well, bounce it forward. And I'm trying to see it looks like. Exeter with a big play, taking it way into Boyertown territory, marking the ball inside the 40 at the 38. So whatever that big play opportunity <laughs> was, it worked out. And I don't know if they called timeout or obviously we're lagging just a little bit here. But needless to say, first and 10 for Exeter. Martinez is in the gun. Single receivers right and left. Sidecar left is Pharrell Caceres. Here's the snap. Here's motion right to left. It's going to be a jet sweep. No, it's not. They give it up the middle. Riley Martinez kept it. Did a fake to Carter Redding on that jet sweep. He scored on the 40-yarder a week ago, but nothing doing on this one. Maybe give him a yard at Maybe best. One. So we'll call it second and nine with the ball marked at the Bears' 37-yard line. 8-10 to go here in the first. 7-0 Boyertown. Jerry, important that Exeter matches this TD early and not give Boyertown any hope. Here's a runoff to the right side. It's Pharrell Caceres. He'll get to the 25, but Laundry comes in on the near side of the field. We will see what happens. Is that going to be an offside? Still waiting for the official on the near side of the field. He's given the signal. Exeter walking backwards. Nah. 
four penalties, 30 yards against the Eagles one week ago. This is a hold. It'll take them back 10, make it second and 19. Well, there's a rough break. Uh, what do you say to that, Darren? One of those, it's always discipline, discipline, discipline. You got to you got to keep those hands inside. The holding is always going to be the most prevalent. That's what these officials are usually looking for. Uh, and at that point, they had a drive going, and it's going to potentially hurt them. So here's Martinez back to pass, throws it on the right-hand side, looking for Zach Zandier, but it's too far to his right. Goes out of bounds. It's incomplete. It'll bring up third down. Almost kind of looked like uh, maybe Zach didn't quite hit the mark that Riley was expecting him to hit. Or perhaps it was just errant because it appears that the ball was thrown out of bounds. And a second and 19, I think what you're looking for there is maybe a little something underneath, a little shorter, gain some of that yardage back, uh, not necessarily looking for the whole chunk at once. But third and 19, 7.42 to go here in the first. Arnold Schwarzenegger would be happy. It's Mr. Freeze tonight. <laughs> Imagine that, in a place like Boyertown. In a place like Boyertown, that's right. A beautiful day in the area today. 74 degrees earlier this afternoon. A gorgeous night at Boyertown. And at game time, 75 and sunny. It's a beautiful field. Boyertown's done a great <laughs> job. Uh, taking a look, this is one of those old-time stadiums. You look behind the bleachers on the far side, and you've got, obviously, residences, uh, beautiful foliage changing. And as we come back, we've got, I'm not exactly sure what, the ball a marks. Big Exeter game. All right. So Exeter ultimately has turned the ball over. Boyertown will have it first and 10 with the ball just outside the 10 yard line, their own. Tyler Flanders, number nine, the defensive end on the right side, a tackle <laughs> for loss last week. We'll see if Exeter's defense can pin them. Garris under center. He's got the eye behind him. There's the snap. The handoff goes to the right side. Not a whole lot. Taking a look, no gain on the play. Nice job the right side of that defense. Joel Amarino coming up from the linebacker spot. Keegan Sneeringer Sabatka there as well. Good job of jamming the line and holding them to, what did they get? Nothing. Nothing, Second no gain. No, two. They got two. Second they gave him two? Yep. They brought the ball out to, because I was watching the official on the far side. He was marking it at the, basically the 11. So looking to see where they did. They actually gave him two. So, okay, second and eight. Call it ball on the 13. Garris under center. Here's a handoff up the middle. He's got some room to run almost to the 20. There's a gaggle of Exeter Eagles there to tackle him, but a big chunk of yardage is going to bring up third and short. The proper term for a group of Eagles, gaggle. It is now. 
<laughs> Ball comes out to the 20-yard line. That's a gain of seven. For you, Savage. And it's going to be third and one. Mark, Stop right here would be key, no? It would be huge. Ball on the 20-yard line. Boyertown breaks the huddle. Garris under center. He's got split backfield behind him. Motion right to left. Here's the handoff. Going to the left. It's a lot of room around the end. He's got the 35, or the 25, I'm sorry. He gets out to the 30. Now, it looks like they're going to give him the 30-yard line, and it'll be a first down for Boyertown. They are moving this ball at will. You have to wonder what's going on here. Well, this is something similar in the Cacalico game last year where in the championship game they lost 34-14. The problem was they couldn't stop the run. Mm-hmm. So if it, And obviously knowing that there is some size in Boyertown's front and they've got some size at the running back position that if Exeter doesn't keep those gaps, it's, it could be a long night. So Garris in the gun, sidecar right. He's got motion left to right, two receivers right. He's back to pass. He looks right. He fires right. It's complete. Bring it out to the 33-yard line. It'll be a short gain of three. Call it second and seven. Oh, I forgot I was supposed to talk there. That's okay. I was writing down (laughs) as far as the play. That's all right. 4.47 to go here in the first. 7-0 Boyertown. They break the huddle. Garris under center. He's got a single setback, you savage. Two receivers right. One in the slot on the left. There's the motion right to left. Here's a handoff trying to go to the left side. Absolutely nothing there. In fact, they will lose yardage. Seeing where they'll probably mark it at the 32. So call it a loss of one. Looked like Jason Oaks on the run that time. Tried to go off the left-hand side. But they were stout, and it'll bring up third and long. Good job by the Exeter defense to stack the line and and stop Oaks in his tracks and, in fact, throw him back one. Inside of four minutes to go here in the first. Garris now in the gun, sidecar left. There's two receivers. Three make it to the left. One of the McConnell brothers and Howisak jump off sides on the right side, and that's going to give an easy first down. Oh, let me take a look. Nope, no, nope. it won't. It'll bring up third Too and short. three. But still, you know, Ava, you can't give up those free yards like that. Yeah. In the Daniel Boone game, they had a lot of penalties in that first quarter, and they, they slowly got back by the second. But this is they got to really start picking it up at this point because can't lose another touchdown. Here's a toss to you, Savage on the oh, right side. Absolutely there nothing go. there. Barely gets across the 35. They push him back. He's going to be two yards short of a first down. That could be a loss on that play, Darren. It's going to bring up fourth down. Let's say fourth and four. Call it at the 36. And Boyertown in a position to go for it. Mm. Interesting call here. But now they actually go into punt formation. So it's going to be a quick kick. Punt it off to the right side, Garris does. It's going to go out of bounds inside the 40-yard line. 
we'll see exactly where they mark it, but that's where Exeter will take over first and 10. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. 7-0 Boyertown. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. Why don't you turn me loose so I can run away? Why don't you turn me loose so I can run away? But don't get lost in the night time. I think I'll be just fine. There. Here's a fun fact for you. The average chameleon can point their eyes in two different directions. On the other hand, the average human can't. So unless you're a chameleon, there's absolutely no way you can focus on texting and driving at the same time. So don't do it, unless you're a chameleon. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. We come back. There was a huge return from Nate Pashley, but a penalty brings it all the way back. Nate got into Boyertown territory, but bring it all the way back to the 33-yard line, and yet another penalty strikes Exeter and kills a huge gain. So as actually on the 28? Yeah, it looks like it's inside the 30. So first and 10 on the 28, Riley Martinez in the gun. A jump on the right end for Boyertown. So before the play can actually go off, Exeter will pick up five yards on this one. So maybe a hard count by Riley Martinez makes the right end jump. Oh, you got some of those yards back. They got a few of them back. <laughs> so offsides on Boyertown. It'll bring up second and five. Mm. Call the ball on the 33. They break the huddle. 2.53 to go here in the first. And unfortunately, one of the challenges with live streaming is freezing. And it's doing it repeatedly. I mean, I just, what is the issue here? Come on. What is the issue? Well, while we wait for that, let's give you some scores from prior games yesterday it was Schuylkill Valley 22, Upper Perkiomen 19. A late touchdown pass allowing the Panthers to pull that one out. In today's game, Smyrna was beating Mannheim Central 36-31. They were in the fourth. Executive Education 14, Burks Catholic nothing. That was in the third. That was a little bit ago. Other games on the docket, taking a look here. Muhlenberg will visit their backyard neighbor, Redding. Central Dolphin travels to Wilson. Conestoga Valley heads to Daniel Boone. Carlisle at Governor Mifflin. Conrad Weiser will be at Fleetwood. Twin Valley at Lower Dolphin. Wyomissing travels to Pottsville. Hamburg will take a trip to Warrior Run. And York Tech will be at Kutztown. Reading and Muhlenberg are scoreless after one. Taking a look, a little update here. Third and seven. The ball marked at the 33-yard line. Actually, it looks like it might have been a loss of a couple. 
if that held true. But 138 to go here in the first. It's still 7 nothing Boyertown. And let's even talk about that, Ava. Certainly Exeter got off to a slow start last week. They had Nate Pashley behind center, didn't want to put all that pressure on Martinez. Now Boyertown gets the early lead. You got to think Martinez is feeling a little pressure tonight. Yeah, most definitely. The nerves were probably very high in Daniel Boone being the first game of the season. And now that Boyertown has scored in that first quarter, it might bring back those butterflies. We're still stuck in a holding pattern. We are. Third and seven listing here with the ball on the 33 with the freeze frame that we're looking at. We've been holding here for a little while now. Well, we've got maybe an update coming if we're lucky. I will say other than that first penalty on the line with Hauzak and McConnell, they were doing a very good job containing after a little bit. So that's good to see. It did appear that the long return from Nate Pashley uh, may have changed the tide, but a penalty, unfortunately, bringing that back. So we're back to live action. The clock winding down in the first quarter. 7 nothing Boyertown. Taking a look to see who has the ball. It looks like Boyertown has it. And that's how the first quarter will end. So we've played 12 minutes. Boyertown with the surprising 7-0 lead. As we head into second quarter action, we'll be back with the call. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. season and the new birdies Inn is your place for all the big games featuring more than 30 tvs and nfl sunday ticket so you won't miss a single game college or pro entertainment every day of the week good food good service good prices and great people that's the new birdies Inn, located at five points in exeter 160 old friedensburg road where they remind you to have fun and be kind this is the Exeter Sports Network. We start the second quarter. Boyertown has a third and 15. The ball on the Eagles' 36-yard line. They've broken the huddle. Garris under center. He's got a split backfield. Slot left. There's the snap. They try to go right up the middle. There's absolutely nothing there. And it'll be brought down for a loss, taken back to the 40-yard line. That is a four-yard loss. Huge play by the defense. Again, they tried running the football right up the middle, but that's Stout D. Not allowing anything. Ryan McConnell in the middle leading the charge. So fourth and 15 with the ball on the 41-yard line. That's a five-yard loss. You have to hope that uh, Coach Bauer got them to the sidelines and, and did a little, like, mo thing where he clunked their heads together like coconuts. Here's Garris under center. They're going God. for it. As he's dropping back, 
The screen decides to freeze on us, so we're waiting to see exactly what might happen. Can these hillbillies in Boyertown get anything right? <laughs> but fourth and 15, okay, let's talk about the play. Fourth and 15, certainly they're already, it's actually fourth and 20. Uh, but they're, they're essentially Exeter back in a prevent-type situation. Uh, they've got everybody within probably 12 yards of the line of scrimmage. And it's one of those where you, if you're the coach, you keep it in front of you. Nothing goes over top like that first play. Well, it happens one time, and uh, hopefully it wises you up to what the, the Boyertown Bears can do. They clearly saw something in the first couple of plays they, that they felt they could exploit, and they did exploit it. Well, that's very key as far as what happened in their game last week, Ava. When you run as much as you do, you throw the ball five times. Here's the play. Uh, Garris rolling left, rolling left. He disappears into who knows where. He went into uh, the fandom zone. Apparently, Stranger Things shows up. He was rolling <laughs> left, and he just disappeared rolling left. But uh, it appears that it was an incomplete pass as the ball is still now on the 41-yard line. So I'm going to say it's a turnover on downs, an incomplete pass, and Exeter will take over first and 10. It's a great guess, Darren. Like you said, with those big runs, they have Exeter has a really big O line. Like you said, they have the McConnells. They're both six foot. One's two two fifty five, two forty eight. Those are they probably have some telekinesis on the field there. Those two twins. Here's Pharrell Caceres. They try to run him off the right tackle, but a nice play hitting the line there. We'll see if we can get it for you, Anthony Genovese. A defensive back comes up, grabs Pharrell's ankle, brings him down for no gain. And it'll be second and ten. At least there wasn't a loss there. Let's look at the positive. Martinez in the gun. Looks like Zamar Paschal in the game now. He'll get across the 45, give him the 46. It's a gain of five. It'll be third and five. There's the, the switch in power versus when you take a look at running styles. Zamar a little bit more over the shoulders as far as that's concerned. You take a look at Pharrell. Pharrell a little more up and down uh, as far as uh, the body style and, and uh, exactly what you have the uh, opportunity to hit. So they keep Zamar Paschal in the game. Single receivers left and right. Martinez in the gun. Paschal goes from left to right side card. Martinez drops straight back, throws it near side to Carter Redding. He makes the grab inside the 50-yard line. They'll give him the 48. It's going to be a gain of six and a first down for Exeter. It's our boy Carter Redding making that reception and giving the Eagles first down. Move the ball inside of Bears territory to the 48-yard line. And it's first and 10. Nice conversion. Nice controlled. Martinez back in the pocket. Just waited for Carter Redding to uh, break off to the sideline just a little bit. Hits him with the pass. And here is a jet sweep to Nate Pashley going right to left. He's still on his feet. He gets the 45. Gets piled on probably about the 43-yard line. There's a flag in the secondary. Deep in the secondary. Secondary. 
It'll be interesting to see what happens here. Feels like a Boyertown penalty, doesn't it? Not sure. Sometimes when you run that sweep on the edge, so they're going to call unsportsmanlike conduct against Exeter. We'll see where the penalty is thrown from. Now, he gets to the 45-yard line, and that's where they will ultimately mark the penalty off. And we'll find out when that happens as soon as our screen comes back. The... the the placement of the flag was very odd. It felt to me like it was going to be against Boyertown, but uh, that flag went up even before the play was finished. So what in the world could have happened during the play that would have allowed for unsportsmanlike conduct? Well, a lot of those type plays, when you're running around the end, it's oftentimes they'll call a hold on the end because at that point he's trying to reach the end, the defensive end tries to push towards the sideline, and he's ultimately grabbed. That very well could be. But that flag came out very, very late. So the unsportsmanlike conduct can't necessarily say what it was, what may have happened at the time. But as we wait for the live stream to come back, let's talk about last week's game. Exeter... We talked about 234 rushing yards on 32 attempts. Even now, that's going to be big because the only way Exeter can control this game is with the run game. So we will see what happens here. We're back. 9.05 to go here in the second. Looking to see if there was a turnover. Looks like Boyertown now has the ball. And Fairly deep in Exeter territory, too. Indeed. First and 10, Boyertown. Looks like the ball on the 30 or 25-yard line of Exeter. Having a challenge with freezing. 9.04 to go here in the second. It's 7-0, Boyertown. This stream is horrifically bad. Sounds even weird saying 7-0, Boyertown. I'm not accustomed to saying a score when Exeter actually over these last couple years hasn't been in the lead. So we're waiting for a little bit of a refresh. And considerably in the lead, too. I mean, the last two years, they just really took it to Boyertown in the worst way. Absolutely, they did. So talking about the defense, which is out on the field right now, going to last week's game, they were fantastic on defense. They had two turnovers, a fumble recovery, and an INT. They allowed just eight first downs, 191 yards of total offense, 96 in the air, 95 on the ground. Crazy thing is they got 57 in the air on one play today, over half of what they gave up last week. So They'll have to tighten that up, not to allow more than what they did last week. The defense last week, eight tackles for loss, five quarterback hurries against Boone. You won't see much of that today because they're quick handoffs, so it won't really allow the defense to be able to pin their ears back and go after them. But they certainly will have their hands full, as we've seen already 
that Boyertown has been able to control the clock to some degree and eat up some middle between the tackles. Well, based on a text message I just got, I'm going to say that Boyertown did indeed score again. And they did. There it is, 14 nothing. The refresh Boyertown 14, Exeter nothing. One uh, first 10, uh, first and 10. Looks like they're going to kick off. So 8.47 to go here in the second quarter. It's 14-0 Boyertown, a shocker. As Boyertown gets ready to kick off. Darren, this game is far from over, but there is no way that anybody saw this one coming. No, not at all. In a situation like this, when you know Exeter has the size, they can control both the offensive and defensive lines of scrimmage, you're not necessarily thinking it, but, hey, a play here, a play there, and all of a sudden, 14 nothing. So here's the kickoff, oh, Jesus. and as Exeter returns it, everybody decides to play a game of freeze tag. <laughs> this is just horrific. These people in Boyertown ought to be ashamed of themselves. What does it take to get an Internet signal? I don't know. Does Boyertown have a lot of dead signals? A lot of a lot of dead areas that apparently. You know, one would hope that since this is uh, you know NFHS that we're looking at, that which means that they're paying Boyertown for the privilege, that Boyertown is giving them a good signal to go with, but it appears not. Apparently not. So 14 nothing. if we'll, we'll try to find out as far as what the scoring, what the latest score was. But as of now, 8.44 to go in the second, 14 nothing. Boyertown. Exeter receiving the ball with the best that we could tell, getting across the 40-yard line. And here we go, second and seven. Exeter having the ball on their own 43-yard line. Eight minutes to go in the second. Here's a fake handoff. Martinez rolls left, fires left. It's complete. There we go. Aiden Dauble has it. He'll get out to the 48-yard line. It'll be a few yards short of a first down. It'll bring up third and, let's say, a short three. Darren, loved watching Aiden Dauble in, uh, on the basketball court last year. Loved that last week he was part of that two-point conversion. Uh, he, he, he's such a player, isn't he? He is. Martinez in the gun. He's got the eye to his right. Oh, and a flag because yep. the up guy, Genuine Stutzman, moved prior to. Back five. He leaned forward. So a third and short. They shoot it themselves in the foot again. They'll go back five. It'll make it third and eight. There are just too many penalties here. How how are you going to overcome a uh, even even a a middling team? What, what many consider to be a middling team, I should say, like Boyertown, when you're you just keep, as you say, shooting yourself in the foot. And unfortunately, we talked about it as far as last week. They had a great first drive and a QB snap, an offsides, and all of a sudden you're out of field goal range, and not even an opportunity to pick up a first down. So we've got another frozen screen, unfortunately. Wow. We're looking at a third and eight with the ball moving back. Taking a look here. 
was on the 48, so it would go back into Exeter territory. Mark it at the Eagles 47-yard line. Well, actually, looks like they were taking it back even further than that. I'm not exactly sure why. Oh, you know what? I'm wrong. They were actually on Eagle, or they were in Eagles territory at the 48, so they would have taken it back to the 43-yard line and made it third and eight. So 7.23 to go here in the second at the time of the freeze. 14-0 Boyertown. We're back to a feed, and it looks like Exeter punted fourth and seven. Boyertown ultimately corralling it on their own 20-yard line, and that's where they will take over first and ten. So what do you tell the defense here, Darren? You get them together and you tell them what? You play your game. You've you've been in practice. Play your game. We've you, got you a game plan. Keep Run. your keep your responsibility. We don't do anything differently. It's this game is not out of hand. It's fourteen nothing, but you need to set the tone. So we'll see what happens. Garris under center. He's got split backfield. It's a pass. They're going deep. It's incomplete over the middle. Nate Pashley picked up the receiver at the Bears' 45-yard line, able to knock it away. No flag on the play. Yeah, just a nice little reach in and knock the ball away from him to keep uh, what would have been another, what would that have been, 23-24 yard. So Boyertown trying to pull another rabbit out of the hat to go deep. Incomplete. And they break the huddle for second and ten. Garris under center, single setback, two receivers left, one right, motion right to left. Here's the pitch to the left side. It's Savage. He's got a huge hole, not hit till he gets to the 35, still on his feet, breaks the 40, gets out to the 44-yard line, a 24-yard run from Cole Savage, And... They're not walking up, so I'm going to think there's a flag on the play somewhere. To bring it back. And it's a hold hold. against Boyertown. So the 24-yard run is negated. Oh, thank God. A pitch to the left. I'll tell you, though, something a little disconcerting about that. There was a huge hole. There was absolutely a huge hole, and Savage had an offensive lineman in front of him that he basically had his hand on him following the entire way. When Aiden Dauble hit him, he was able to shake him off and pick up another five, seven yards. So something where the defense now has to assert themselves. Certainly the penalty helps, but the defense needs to help themselves. There is that finish your tackle thing, right? Absolutely. So they are back at the 10. Second and 20 with the ball on the 10-yard line. 6.54 to go here in the second. Boyertown huddles up. And according to our screen, they're still in the huddle. They remain in the huddle. That's right. Taking a long time, Darren. Trying to, the line. <laughs> trying to break the huddle. Isn't there a play clock? This is weird, <laughs> the way they're doing this. It's like the refs aren't calling anything. It does, it does make for a very long game. You know, in Major League Baseball, they're trying to have games go 235, 240 now. 
I unfortunately believe this game could go about 360. <laughs> hours. Yeah, hours. Well, while we're stuck here, Exeter's student section in the blue crew is neon-themed tonight, if you couldn't see them already. Pink and yellow and orange. That's That was always my favorite theme. Got wigs on. Finn, my brother Finn had a bright pink shirt on. Finn Strauss, the great wrestler. So second and 20, Boyertown tries to run it. There's nothing there. They're actually going to lose a few yards here all the way back to uh, taking a look close to the five-yard line. Call it maybe the six. So a four-yard loss there, and it's going to be third and 24 with the ball on the six-yard line. Now, do they have to watch for another one of these uh, deceptive plays? I mean, this deep, do you take a shot like that? You could. You could. But at the same time, you realize if you do that, you're probably giving good uh, field position away. So Garris under center, they're going to just try to run it up the middle. There is nothing there. Here's another four-yard loss. Probably tackle him back at the two-yard line. So the interesting part here is Boyertown will not have, usually you have about 17 or ballpark, uh, I say 17, uh, ballpark you'll probably have about 7, 10 yards deep as far as being able to punt the ball away. They won't have that much room uh, between here and the back end zone. That's a dangerous snap. It's a very a dangerous snap. Yeah, he's going to have to get this out of here, and there's a good chance Exeter has good field position. So he's got it. He runs. He kicks it into the line. This could be a – no, okay. So it's recovered by Boyertown, and it's a safety for Exeter. All right, we'll take that. So there they we were looking to try uh, – the, the kicker rolled a little to the right, tried to get an angle up, but he ends up kicking it right into the line. <laughs> uh, the only benefit for Boyertown was that they recovered it. Exeter jumps on top of whoever that was and gets a safety out of it other than getting the touchdown, which is what I was hoping. The rest are all talking. Exeter did a really good job holding their ground there, 4-20 and 20 in the second. That, so maybe the this is the turnaround, knock on wood. This maybe. very well could be the turnaround. You're looking for any kind of momentum. So they get the ball on the 20? This will no. actually be a free kick. Uh, Boyertown will kick the ball to Exeter, okay. but it'll be a punt, and the punt comes from their own 20-yard line. Okay, that's that rule. Boy, you don't see that much. You don't see the safety very much. Now, the other part of this is Exeter, when I say should have extremely good field position, now they're actually going to let him kick it off from a tee. Typically, yep. this yep. is a free kick uh, without the tee. So they'll get it, be able to get a little more distance out of it just from that alone. But with Carter Redding and Jaden Zandier back there, look out. This could be a decent return, which is certainly what Exeter could use. Here's the kick. It's a squib. Comes to the near side. Jaden Zandier has it. There's the 50, 45, go, 40. He gets across the 40. He's tripped up. There's and the there are two flags on the field. Zumar Boston got into it with a Boyertown bear. This feels like it'll be offsetting. Well, the first one, so Gavin Rotonda 
and Zumar Boston were pushing each other around on the near side, but a flag came out prior to that, so we'll have to see where that first flag came from. 4.51 to go here in the second. It's Boyertown 14, Exeter on the strength of a Bryce Harper two-run homer. Unsportsmanlike conduct on Exeter, a penalty on Boyertown. We're just going to wait and see where they ultimately put it. The ball, they're going to say they it's offset, the just like you called it, Jerry. Yeah. Even, even a uh, stop clock is right twice a day, Darren. First and 10 for Boyertown. The ball <laughs> will be placed on their own 37-yard line. I better get my money back for this month at NFHS. <laughs> Boy, are they letting me down. Who do I complain to? That's a good question. Well, if ultimately Boyertown is providing the feed. Oh, yeah, they're going to want to hear my complaint. That's, that's where the fun comes from. <laughs> they're going to want to hear my complaint. That's where the fun starts, apparently. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, we're going to try and refresh for you here. It's not us. It's yeah, not we're, us, we're refreshing it, and that screen comes right back right away. So that's right, the local Wi-Fi. Oh, we're back. Ball on the 37, 38-yard line. Oh, and let's see what happened here. So Good Exeter God. obviously has the ball. They are – is that a touchdown? putting the ball on the two-yard line, waiting for something to show up on the screen. So Exeter, it's still 14-2. Exeter took the ball all the way down to the one-yard line, probably on a pass play. Well, I, I don't want to say that. But Riley Martinez under center. He takes it himself, gets across the go. goal line, touchdown Exeter. All so right. there you go. Apparently what it has to happen, we have to freeze. We have to wait for Exeter to go the length of the field, get in position to score, <laughs> then it comes back. Look, it came back for us to call it. Now it's frozen again. Yeah. What I'll luck we you. have. I'll tell you. This is really uh, it's an incredible letdown. So 14-8 Boyertown. What are, what's, Ava, what do you think the possibility of Exeter – actually going for a two-point conversion right now. It could be very highly possible. You said Carter Redding had four two-point conversions last season. He already has half of that after one game, so I'm hoping to see that happen tonight. I'd do it. Do it in a minute if I had a weapon like that. So we shall see when we come back. Uh. 352, so that's something to keep note of. At the 352 mark of the second quarter, Riley Martinez with the one-yard quarterback keeper. We are back to action, so we're waiting to see what happened. Ultimately, they went for a PAT. That got punched through, so it's 14-9 Exeter, 3.52 to go here in the second. But I'll tell you, Jerry, a huge score because they didn't want to go into halftime down 14-2. You do not want to go into into halftime, especially to a team that you're expecting to beat. 
So you've got 352. Get a quick three and out. Maybe you take a lead. What do you think? Good chance. Good chance. So the ball on the tee. Taking a look if this is Zach Zandier, but I, I think it's uh, Robbie Boston who put it in the air. Gaston. Takes it to the far Yeah, that's it, Gaston. Takes it to the far side. They do a fake, trying to come to the near side. There's oh. a lot of room to run. He loses the football. They go after it, and they're going to say Exodus Boyertown time. has it. Yes, Savage was all alone running right to left. He crosses the 30, and literally as he's pumping his arms, the ball goes whoop, and... Exeter tries to get on top of it, but Boyertown able to rustle it away. It's not like anybody punched it out. There was nobody near him. That's right. It just slipped out. And apparently the play was just so thrilling that the screen couldn't handle the action, and it's frozen. Hopefully that touchdown by Exeter brought their vibes up, relief, got them in a good mood. Maybe sometimes I know with even my sport, scoring a couple times gets you get your blood rushing. Hopefully they throw a couple passes. Yeah, Savage helped Exeter out there. He, he had a lot of room to run as he crossed the 35, and all of a sudden there goes the ball, a scramble for it, but he had at least another 10, 15 yards in front of him probably. So you get a score. Uh, you, you get a nice unfortunate bounce from Boyertown, and maybe that shifts the momentum a bit. And if we could get a picture from Boyertown, and it'd be nice, but it's like conspiracy. Well, there very well could be the momentum shift already. Boyertown took the 14-0 lead. Exeter gets the safety on the botched punt, and even after that, they come back with a touchdown of their own, so they certainly have some momentum. It's second and six for Boyertown from the 39. They give it to you, Savage. He's running left. He's a big boy. I'll tell you what, Gavin Reiking came up and hit him at the 42-yard line, and he ran him over, getting out to the 46-yard line, and that's going to be a first down for Boyertown. There's the power running that we've heard about from Savage. Savage has got to have already, what, 70, 80 yards, you think? Probably at least. He's had a few big runs. A couple even brought back due to penalties. So first and 10, Boyertown. They're on their own 46. Here's the snap. It's given to you, Savage, trying to run right. There's nothing there. Oh. He's able to cut back. He's still on his feet. Gets the 50, still on his feet. Powering through. They'll give him the 48-yard line. Looks like we have an, kind of an injury, Boyertown. So looking to see where they ultimately, there's going to be a timeout on the field. It's going to be an official timeout. Tell you what, 234, Jerry, am I going to hear some music? I am going to hear some music. There's an injury timeout on the field. 14-9, Boyertown will be back. It's the Exeter Sports Network. The best Italian food in Muhlenberg can be found at Margarita's Restaurant and Bar, 3600 Kutztown Road in Laureldale. You can get a great sit-down meal, pizza, 
sandwiches, burgers, wings, and so much more at Margarita's. The chicken and veal marcella are to die for, and the pasta is second to none. Plan your next meal or party at Margarita's. Stop in before or after the next game. That's Margarita's Restaurant and Bar, 3600 Kutztown Road in Laureldale. This is the Exeter Sports Network on Jerry Gelliff Media. Looks like we had injured player number 77, Gavin Williams. He's a 6'3 senior, 280. A little bit disappointing, but hopefully he's going to feel a bit better and get back in the game soon. So on the second and five, Boyertown went from the gun. Garris through to you savage in the flat on the left no gain on the play exeter calls timeout trying to save as much time on the clock as they possibly can so a big third and five you've got to think at this stage of the game boyertown obviously third and five there's a good chance jerry they go for it on fourth down i i would you're almost at a at, at a juncture in the game where, you, you know, you can basically do no wrong. The only thing that uh, is stopping them is they, they also have committed a couple of penalties that, that, that have driven them – they've taken and driven themselves back. You've got nothing to lose by trying. And you do have to make your secondary aware. Yes, it's third and five. Yes, they're going to run the football a lot. But you can't get caught cheating trying to sneak up and let somebody get behind you. So you're still keeping them in front. So Boyertown in the gun. Going to the flat is Garris. And whoever it is is still on his feet. They're going to give him the first down. It looked like he was stopped shy of the first down initially. But the pile moves to the Exeter 41-yard line. And it becomes a first down for Boyertown. I believe that was your Savage in the backfield. Yeah, they throw on the right-hand side in the flat. Now there's they're walking around, but the penalty bug bites Boyertown again. Looks like a hold, and they're going to walk it off. And a huge break for Exeter. Yeah, 2.10 left. Actually, a five-yard break. Looks like a five-yard penalty, so it literally brings it inside of the, or I should say just outside of the 45-yard line. Call it the 46, and it's going to make it third and a short three. Garris has the play, joins his teammates in the huddle. 1.53 to go and a running clock. It looked like Boyertown was about 20 yards away from the line of scrimmage when they huddled up. So Garris is under center, has got the snap, fakes the handoff. He's looking to pass. He's being chased on the right side, and down he goes. Chased down from behind, Tyler Flanders seems to have uh, a hand in that one. Great job by the defense to stick with, uh, to, to stick with the quarterback, to see the play as it developed, and... Thrown for a loss of what six? Well, I'm I'm looking to see what happened here. There could be a flag. Is there a flag? They moved the ball back to the original line of scrimmage and made it fourth down. But I'm not sure what happened. I didn't think it was a completed play. Maybe it was an incomplete pass. Maybe he got it away. And, of course, before we see the fourth down, 
the side by Jerry might be enough to share with you what's going on. <laughs> We pop right back up, however, the picture does not. You know, we could we could pretend this is a podcast and do a call-in show. Yeah. <laughs> if hey. anybody else is watching this game <laughs> and they're actually being able to see what's going on. <laughs> you know what? Well, it, it won't be a call in, it'll be a text in. You know, we'll we'll give them the number. They go ahead and text us. That's hey. right. That's <laughs> Maybe right. Maybe I'll call Nate. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> call Nate. Nate. Nate, give us the call of the game. Well, it's probably halftime. It's one thirty-nine on the clock, but we've been lagging several times yep. for a considerable amount it's of time. Of, so it certainly is halftime. Well, while we're here, hopefully everybody has a good Labor Day weekend. Absolutely. Okay, we're at fourth and two. Good catch. Yeah, fourth and two, 135. They've run the ball. There That's is, the oh, down. this is going to depend on the mark. Yep, they already marked. They, they already called the yep. first down. He gets just across the 45 to the 44 for the first down. So a buck 29, a crucial fourth down there, conversion for Boyertown. Clock stopped at 129 with, well, they, they haven't moved the chains yet. The official on the near side was the one saying first down. The official on the other side wasn't quite so willing to give the first. So they're going to mark. They're actually going to uh, check this one out. Going to measure. Yep. They stretch the chains, and it's short. Exeter, oh, now they finally say a first down. <laughs> Exeter players jumping up and down because it looked like it was short. And then the official gives the first down call. <laughs> well, there you go. I don't. <laughs> what a comedy of errors. It was, it was like half the team was like, yes, it's Duncan. short. And then the official just says, yeah, whatever, first down. So the ball placed on the 44. Boyertown over it. They're in Eagle territory. Garris in the gun, takes the snap. He's looking, looking, and he's got to go down. There we go. There and is hard. a huge sack inside the 50. Probably a timeout from Exeter to kill the clock, but that is a huge loss. That's got to be 12 yards, right? At least. The original line of scrimmage was the 44. The ball all the way back inside Bears territory. And now they're they're calling a penalty against Exeter. I'm going to bet this is going to be an unsportsmanlike conduct for the way that he tackled the QB. Because he grabbed him. You know, he's got he's got a guy on him. The offensive lineman is on his arm and he gets to the quarterback and he ultimately grabs him, drags him down, and they call a penalty, a personal foul, for unnecessary roughness. Absolutely ridiculous. It's crazy. That is absolutely ridiculous. I didn't realize we were playing flag football. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. You, you, really, you really cannot play football anymore the way football's intended. I hope some official somewhere hears me. Uh, has the ear of somebody in the higher ranks of the PIAA and talk to them because this is, forgive me, a total bullshit call. 
Absolutely. So no question there. As a result, it is first and five. The ball marked at the 38-yard line of Exeter. The officials uh, are just waiting for Boyertown. Boyertown's not even in our shot. They're huddled up on the near side. Well, you hate when to say when an official's call could potentially change an outcome. You hope it doesn't come to that here, but no, certainly it did there. Boyertown over the ball. Garris in the gun. Sidecar right, one receiver left. Here's the handoff to you, Savage. They're running left over those big boys. He gets to the 35. And we watch as the Exeter team tackles him. And, and that's it. And Boyertown fails us once again. And Boyertown fails us once again. It's like the internet is a new thing to them. What do you think? Maybe. It, it would have been interesting, but think about it. If we were there live, I mean, we'd be running off our own hotspots. So <laughs> odds are we wouldn't be having these issues. That is correct. <laughs> that is exactly correct. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> the good news is, well, there is no good news. So we were at 108 to go here in the second. So Ava 14-9 Boyertown, what's your take thus far to this point? I'm sure there's a lot of steam coming out of some Exeter's ears. Um they've had they got that touchdown, they had the safety. Hopefully after that last devastating play, all that anger turns into positive reinforcement. They get a good tackle, something, run a few plays. All right, so we're back to action. 49 and a half seconds to go. Second and three. Boyertown has the ball somewhere around the 27-yard line. Garris in the gun. He rolling to his left. Flag flies. Throw it to the near side. Almost picked off by Exeter. Who was he throwing to? Well, he was throwing to the guy on the far left of the screen, but it was nowhere near him. I think he was expecting him to run a post, and he ran an out. So here's a offside penalty on the Bears, or I should say a procedure. It's offside if it's on the defense. So we're going to have third and eight. 44 seconds left to go in the half. 14-9 Boyertown. <laughs> you know, the sad part is there's probably, if we were watching it live, we're probably in the third quarter and there's about 9.49 <laughs> to go. Actually, the game's probably over by now. <laughs> yeah, if we go to MikeDragoSports.com, <laughs> you can find all of the all the stats from the game. So Boyertown, let's see here, trying to pass, pass, he's breaking out of it, running to the right side. Looks like he's a few yards shy of a first down. And because apparently Boyertown just doesn't want us to call the game, maybe they're afraid of the outcome. So it's like, well, the only thing we can do is we'll keep it within the confines of the stadium and we won't let the outside world know what's happening. Well, I'll tell you, uh, you know, I, I'm guessing that the squirrel that is powering their their internet is tired, and he just keeps uh, taking a nap. <laughs> the bear that's doing it. I <laughs> yeah. like squirrel better, Ava. All right. 
Ah, <laughs> oh, come on. That was cre- creativity <laughs> it at was. its finest. I was trying. I'm trying. It was good. Look at that. Jerry's shutting you down. Go figure. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ava, we, we'd love you to join us, but guess what? I may shut you down sometime. I might have to make fun of you. <laughs> okay, yeah, me. Me. Let me do it. <laughs> Said no one ever. From this point forward. All right. So it's 14-9 Boyertown, 33.3. Three's wild right now, at least on our screen. Second and eight. So the neat thing is when it freezes, oh, we're back to some action. Here's a fake handoff. Garris rolling right. He throws deep into the end zone. Pashley should have had the INT, but it goes through his hands. That's a little disconcerting. They've probably had about four, maybe five balls in two games. They should have been picked off, Ava. And, you know, it's one of those where that's what can turn a game around. Yeah, Pashley had a pretty good interception last season, actually, in the end zone. I thought he could have had that one as well. Yeah, he, he had a good break on that one. Goes right through his hands. And that's what happened with the touchdown last week. Goes through the defender's hands. Yep. The receiver standing there falls into his bread basket, and he dances in two yards for the touchdown. So that was fourth and two. That means that they turned it over. They did turn it over. So 26.6 on the clock as we see it. As you see it. <laughs> Maybe the fourth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 13 24 in the fourth. 28 seconds left A- in the Exeter, game. Exeter up 56 14. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, turning the Boyertown lights off right now. Yeah. Everyone's driving home. <laughs> That's good. Got a text from my brother. <laughs> Aren't you done yet? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're still calling the game. No, the funny thing is, on the stream, when it does go out, and then when it starts coming back, you see, like, somebody walking on the right side while the rest of the screen is still frozen. Yeah, it's a real (laughs) weird thing. (laughs) All right, so Boyertown attempted a field goal. This one's, like, from Chester County. Maybe he attempted it, I don't know. But they were marking the ball at the 38. It's a 48-yard field goal attempt. I mean, that's that's a long way. The record in Berks County is actually 57. How do you know that? Yeah, it's all the, the small stuff. Well, because it might possibly be halftime, I hope Bauer talks to the boys a bit, gets them straightened out. Hopefully they come back in the third if they're in the third. <laughs> With some better mindsets. They've, the thing is, even after their touchdown, they brought it to 14-9, they're still allowing a lot of rush yards. I mean, yes, Boyertown, their strength, they've got, we mentioned it, some size on that offensive line. Yeah, Savage has some size. He's like their Richie Karstein from a year ago, puts his head down, runs hard, and Exeter really hasn't stopped him yet. He, he's been able to run at will. When we take a look when we finally see some figures as to his rushing yards. So the kick was going to be no good because it's still 14-9 <laughs> and the clock running and everybody walking off the field. So if it wants to freeze now, it can. I'm sure we'll be perfect now during halftime. We'll see the band and everything else. So 14-9 after one half of play 
in Boyertown. We'll be back with whatever halftime comments we can throw together. And we'll do it all for you. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network on Jerry Gelliff Media. Best Italian food in Muhlenberg can be found at Margarita's Restaurant and Bar, 3600 Kutztown Road in Laureldale. You can get a great sit-down meal, pizza, sandwiches, burgers, wings, and so much more at Margarita's. The chicken and veal marcella are to die for, and the pasta is second to none. Plan your next meal or party at Margarita's. Stop in before or after the next game. That's Margarita's Restaurant and Bar. 3600 Kutztown Road in Laureldale. You used to read his sports takes every morning in the newspaper. Now you can find Mike Drago's stories in a new format on MikeDragoSports.com, a website dedicated to covering Burke's football inside and out all season and all year long. For four decades, Mike Drago has provided in-depth coverage of Burke's football. Now you can find it again at MikeDragoSports.com. 
Read feature stories about Berks County's top players, coaches, and teams. Mike's unequaled coverage is just a click away at MikeDragosports.com. Subscribe today. It's football season, and the new Birdies Inn is your place for all the big games. Featuring more than 30 TVs and NFL Sunday ticket, so you won't miss a single game, college or pro. Entertainment every day of the week. Good food, good service, good prices, and great people. That's the new Birdies Inn. Located at Five Points in Exeter, 160 Old Friedensburg Road, where they remind you to have fun and be kind. When it comes to making plans, you are the best. What about those round trips, which are perfect on your way there and perfect on your way back? Or those meetings with friends, surprise parties, camps, birthdays. The same way you plan for the important moments, start planning to protect you and your loved ones from a natural disaster. Sign up for local weather and emergency alerts. Prepare an emergency kit and make a family communications plan. Get started at ready.gov plan. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. Back to the game on the Exeter Sports Network. We are back from Jerry's living room. Whew. Luckily, we've been watching the band ever since halftime, and we haven't frozen. <laughs> you know, Darren, I get to just to take this away for a second from the game. What a bonehead move by like the Boyertown administration and athletic department. They charge their own taxpayers who already pay for this uh, for, for, for through their taxes. Now they charge them, if they want to watch this at home, for NFHS at $11.99 a month. And then they deliver this to them. They can't even watch it. What are these people thinking? I mean, in addition to all of the other things that has been going on within Boyertown football, they deliver uh, a product like this. I mean, this is shameful, Darren. And it's not just because it's it's affecting us. I mean, the people of Boyertown, there are probably hundreds of people in Boyertown who are watching this and pulling their hair out. Like, I'm paying eleven ninety nine a month for what? It is a shame. I mean, certainly when you do put that kind of money out and you're expecting a certain level of production, it is a shame that the Wi-Fi, unfortunately, is cutting out as much as it does. So now that we have that out of the way, folks, let's talk a little football, at least what we can. So Boyertown 14, Exeter 9. Can't really tell you what or much happened with Boyertown and their scores, but what we will do is certainly the surprise. It was 7 nothing early, and at that point, Ava, we're looking at this thinking, okay, 7 nothing. Exeter sometimes a little slow out of the gate, we were expecting that they might respond a little sooner. Yeah, hopefully they respond a bit sooner in the th- – not sooner. Now that's the third quarter. Hopefully they get a few more touchdowns in the third. Definitely back in the locker room. They should try and pull some tricks out of their sleeve. They have a lot of fast and strong players, so hopefully they can break that defensive line, get some touchdowns. So 7 nothing, and then the the shocker, they actually go to 14 nothing. At 3.52, oh, wait a minute, now i got to get my, if you would, folks, if you would see my notes. Now, we talk about when you're watching the game and we're calling the game. Under ordinary circumstances, I have a very fluent notepad here that I can tell you what happened down to a T. Oh, yeah. Well, 
that's not really the case this time. So it's one of those where I've got a bunch of notes all over the place where we'll try to make some heads and tails, heads or tails out of it. Unfortunately, the one thing I will say is penalties for Exeter, Jerry. You know, penalties are in an Ava. They've they've been a problem for Exeter already, and it really hurt them early on, Ava, in this game. I think for Exeter, penalties have been a little bit of an issue, but even for Boyertown, too, they've had a few penalties taken five yards off for both teams. Um, really hoping Exeter can definitely clean that up in the third quarter. I will say the one penalty that went against Exeter, and it very well could have been a turning point, was the sack on the Boyertown QB Garris watching it. Nothing looked egregious. It didn't look like he was slammed to the ground, picked up, anything like that. It was more or less a wrestling match. You've got the QB trying to get out of the grasp of the lineman. Lineman drags him down. They throw the flag. They give the Bears 15 yards, in my opinion, unnecessarily. And, Jerry, at that point, that was a big play because – it allowed Boyertown to pick up a first down and run a little more time off the clock. Yeah, there's been a a lot of errors committed uh, by both teams, but Exeter, I think, has shot themselves in the foot more. They have to be in the locker room right now talking about all the things that went wrong, all of the silly penalties. I mean, from what we can tell, they've got to have 80 yards in penalties already? A good chance, unfortunately. So when Exeter did ultimately get on the scoreboard, they were down 14-0. It, we know for a fact that it was a big play that took it down to the one-yard line. We didn't really get a chance to see because the screen froze and then from where it was to where it went to. So we do know, at least we believe, that Riley Martinez scored on a one-yard run to break it down to a 14 uh Actually, I'm sorry, even before that, they got the safety. That was the, the, the low punt into the basically the line that Boyertown recovered for uh, an Exeter safety, and then Riley Martinez got the one-yard run. So 14-9 is our score currently. It very well, Ava, could have been a whole lot worse. Definitely a lot worse. We could have been at 0-14. I was not expecting this performance from Boyertown. I mean, that one kid, sorry for my... Nope, Cole, Cole you savage. savage. Yeah. savage, yeah, yep. that's the last name. He is doing what he needs to do, taking care of business. He's got, we talked about it, and I don't know if we necessarily gave the listeners. Connor Stock, number 73, goes 6'5", 250. Of course, Gavin Williams, number 77, 6'3", 265. They've got a few other big boys on the line there. Let's uh, give you some sizes there as I go to another page. So some of their guys here, uh, 6'4", 200. So they've got the size on the offensive line, and they've actually been controlling the offensive line. Now, when they've tried to pass, Exeter, Logan Wegman on one side, uh, Keegan Sneering Sabatka on the other, Uh, Ryan McConnell up the middle. They've been able to pin their ears back. Tyler Flanders on the left. But it's been few and far between that they haven't been able to maintain a defensive consistency to keep you savage, Jerry, from picking up some 
big chunks of yardage. Yeah, you're seeing kind of fits and starts, I think, out of Boyertown. And some of the starts have come as a a function of Exeter allowing it to happen. So they're going to need to shut that down and really change. They got to change the tide of this game. And let's let's take a look at the coaching staff. We talked about it over the last probably two years. I don't think the coaching staff has been in a situation like this within the last couple of years. Now, yes, go back a number of years when they were struggling, they were. But from a standpoint standpoint of where Exeter's program has come, yeah, Ava, you know, now it's it's a matter of okay, boys, we've got one half to play. We've got to play our football. We didn't do that in the first half. We're lucky to only be down 14-9, but he's got to he's got to really get that sense of urgency so that the kids buy in. Yeah, these boys definitely have to lock in now, especially since we're now in that third quarter. If Boyertown keeps it up, we're really going to have to contain that O-line, keep the boys back. So, hope to see some touchdowns. So we have been very, very fortunate. 2.45 on our screen, we have seen the band the entire time. We're absolutely thrilled. No knock against the band. You know where I'm going with this, folks. Yeah, I got to throw that in there because you know the hate mail will come. What? You don't like the band? No, we love the band. Uh, actually, a good friend of mine is one of the drum. I guess he, he might even lead the drum. Thaddeus Kidwell. Shout out to him. He does a great job. He's out there. Love what uh, what he does. Jerry, are we going to do a quick break before we potentially come back to football? We're going to take a quick break before we come back to the f- screen freezing repeatedly again <laughs> because the people in Boyertown don't care about their taxpayers or their customers. And apparently since that is the case, we will go to break. It's 14-9 Boyertown. We'll be back. It's the Exeter Sports Network. He's starting with the woots. <laughs> and now a speech. I just want to say that friendship is about heart. Heart and brain. Who's with me? Good thing is, he knows when he's buzzed. And my brain is saying, when it's time to go home, somebody call me a ride. Love that guy. Me too. Know your buzzed warning signs? Call for a ride when it's time to go home. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Mm. The new Birdies Inn is your entertainment spot in Exeter. There's something every day of the week. Dancing to the oldies on Monday, open mic Tuesday, trivia or live music on Wednesday, Thursday is karaoke with Angie, and live music Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Entertainment galore, great food, and the friendliest people in Berks County. The new Birdies Inn, 160 Old Freedensburg Road in Exeter. It's the inn thing to do. Check Birdies' Facebook page for the full entertainment schedule. Now let's get back to the game on the Exeter Sports Network. We are back from Jerry's living room. Jerry, Ava, when we 
Think about what Exeter can do to stop Boyertown's vaunted rushing attack. Now, it looks like they've gone four and five down linemen. If you're going to stop that, Exeter has the size. They've got the athleticism. I'm going 6-2. I'm putting six guys down. I'm putting two linebackers in there on the outside, and I'm going to say, all right, you know what? I already know my secondary. Keep my secondary where they need to be. Have them play smart. But if you think you can run on us, prove it. You're going to dare them at this point. I mean, it's like, you know, you, you, you're playing from behind. you got to make some desperation. Not desperation, wrong word. But you got you, you got to take some risks to really make things happen at this point because – Everything you've done up to this point is really not working so well. Well, football's all about adjustments. And, right. and we, we talk about this all the time, that when something isn't working at halftime, you've got to be willing to make the adjustments, change things, something isn't working for us. Okay, we've got to do it a little better, Ava. And obviously, Coach Matt Bauer he knows how to do that. Mm-hmm. And they cannot play conservative at this point. Being aggressive is definitely going to help them a lot more. And like you said, they have all the size – they definitely got to take those big risks to prevent some yardage. Darren, have some scores. Go for it, Jerry. Like to hear it. Sure. Uh, halftime scores. Reading leads Muhlenberg 12-7. Wyo up in Pottsville, beating Pottsville 21-zip. Conestoga Valley 21-7 over Boone. Same score. Kutztown over York Tech 21-7. We are winding down. Thankfully, thankfully, we are able to watch the calisthenics of the Boyertown <laughs> Bears. You know, there were certain things of this game beforehand. I was a little concerned, like, boy, I hope we have a screen, a live feed, so that we can watch the Boyertown Bears do their calisthenics. Praise the Lord, we have it. <laughs> so, Darren, the last time that we did this, and, and I mentioned it at the top of the broadcast, was a Burke's Catholic Governor Mifflin game, and we had zero issues. <laughs> and that was over YouTube and somebody just streaming it free over YouTube. Here we have, and, and I am like, it's it's not just because our product is being affected. I really feel bad for these people in Boyertown who are paying for this crap. Yes, obviously not a good uh, situation to be in if you're trying to watch this game right now. So the screen that we have, of course, Boyertown on the left-hand side doing their calisthenics. Exeter (laughs) has just run onto the field doing their calisthenics. Of course, you're watching the third quarter, probably 2.55 left to go. We are a full day and a half behind you. But we'll catch up eventually. We'll try to give you the best call that we possibly can. Maybe put a little smile on your face as we go along or or a roll of the eyeballs. Uh, like, uh, tell me about it. Like, really, that joke? It, it's almost like we're calling this game from Osaka from a, <laughs> uh, from a time perspective. That could be true. There's a 17-hour time differential between us and apparently Boyertown. Yes. A mere... Nine miles that way. <laughs> Thank God it didn't freeze while they did their jumping jacks. That was... <laughs> That's true. We, we were lucky. We watched the entire halftime show uh, as far as on the NFHS network uh, without freezing. So currently there's a minute and 50 on the clock to wind down. The officials are talking. Who knows if they actually have a clue. 
the uh, head official finally decides to go over and tell Boyertown it's time to break it up. Darren, we've had no issues of stoppages during halftime, so I just want to give you a little warning. <laughs> if the thing, if the uh, picture freezes again and you see me taking my boot off, just be aware this TV's going to be gone. No, it won't. We won't. And that'll let... be it for tonight. <laughs> we we no 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 no. We are having. Oh no, we have five other TVs. We are having far too much fun. You're going to take your shoe off and hit another TV. It won't be this one. So <laughs> it's fourteen nine Boyer Town. Exeter will got to think here. They're going to receive to start the second half. You know the great thing is we're telling them what we see, and they're like, "Yeah, no, duh, we know." <laughs> they, no, already, they, they already know what happened. You know, they're, if, if they're at the game watching it, uh, listening to us, and they're like, "Yeah, uh, we already know it's a five yard return," and whatever the case, but. So as we watch, we need to apologize to people, Darren, because I mean, we've got a, a, a nice chunk of listeners right now, and they're, they're not being served properly because we're getting crap product here. All right. We will give them the best product that we possibly can. So Boyertown has the ball on the tee. 12 minutes are on the clock. 14-9 Boyertown. Waiting for the official to give the okay as he waits to put a foot into the football. Carter Redding, Jaden Zandier back deep. It's a squib, goes up to the short man, running across the 40. He's upended. He'll get to about the 43-yard line. That's where Exeter will take over first and 10. Actually looks like they'll move the ball out to about the 45. Those are the type of tackles that you really don't like to see. Running, running, and then basically it's butt over tin can, and you just hope they don't get hurt. You stole the word from me. I was going to use up-ended. And uh, you you look at it and you go, eh, if they weren't 17-year-old kids, if they were you know 30-year-old guys, somebody might get injured from that. All right, first and 10 Exeter. I saw Nate Govan. They're in the line. Here's the snap to Martinez. Handoff. Big hole over the right-hand side. Getting down to the 45-yard line, close to a first down. Taking a look to see who's actually in the backfield right now. It is Pharrell Caceres. They're giving him a first down. I I, I don't know what's going on with some of these officials. The official came over, signaled first down, and it's clearly a half a yard from a first down. So second and one, ball on the 46-yard line. Here's the snap. Martinez is in the gun, sidecar left. Carter Redding will get the jet sweep right to left. He's got the 45. The 40 still on his feet at the 35, inside the 35. We'll see where they give him. Looks like they're going to mark him at the 35-yard line. That's a 10-yard run and another first down for Exeter. Darren, based on what I've seen just in this first couple of plays, uh, I'm going to say that a serious chewing out happened to the kids in white. I would not be surprised. So on the far side, Martinez in the gun. Here's the handoff to Caceres. He's got a hole. He's going to get across the 25 We'll see where they mark it. This very well could be another first down. Somebody lost a shoe. (laughs) And a penalty against Exeter will bring it back. Uh, 
So they shoot themselves in the foot yet again, probably a hold call. So a 10-yard Pharrell Caceres run is negated. They'll bring it back to the 39-yard line, and that'll make it second down and 13 after the penalty. Hmm. Martinez in the gun, sidecar right, fakes the handoff. He's rolling right, he's looking, throws it deep over the middle, wide open, touchdown, there Exeter. Is. There it is. There we go. We'll take a look to see it very well. Could be a Zandir. We'll check the number for you. But there is a 39-yard pass play for the touchdown. Exeter taking the lead at the 10-27 mark of the third. So we're, we're waiting for the PAT, but a beautiful ball from Riley Martinez had plenty of time to throw. So kudos to the offensive line, Matt Ryan McConnell, Keegan Sneering Sabatka, Nate Govan, Logan Wegman on the right side. Plenty of time for Martinez and a great job breaking free behind the defense. And on a touchdown for Exeter. Martinez put it right in his hands. So Exeter goes for the two-point conversion. Martinez in the gun, takes the snap, drops straight back, looking right, floats it up, trying to hit Zach Zandier on the right, but Martinez overshoots him. So it's incomplete. Exeter with their first lead of the game, 15-14, 10-27 to go in the third. We'll be back. It's the Exeter Sports Network. Every team, every game, all season long. That's the kind of unmatched Berks County football coverage MikeDragosports.com brings to you, and it's just a click away. For profiles of the top players in Berks football, season previews of every Berks team, projections for every team in the Lancaster Lebanon League, team photo galleries, and history and stats you can't find anywhere else, turn to MikeDragosports.com. Take advantage of our seven-day free trial from now through the end of the month. Football coverage you can't find anywhere else. That's MikeDragosports.com. Back to the game on the Exeter Sports Network. Something that you can't always tell on this shot as far as the number of the receiver for that touchdown. It very well could have been Jaden Ware. It looked like it a double digit. Here's the kickoff taken by the up man. Doesn't get to the 40-yard line, though. They'll bring it out to, let's see, actually won't even get the 35. They'll mark it at about the 34-yard line. And that's where Boyertown takes over first and 10. So here's a big swing. Exeter on their first possession of the second half, taking the lead. Now it's going to be big for the defense, Jerry, to make the stand. Precisely what I was going to say. March down the field with authority. Now you got to build a wall and stop them and do it one more time. Garris has him first and 10. Ball marked at the 35. Sardcar right running back, you savage. He'll get the handoff. Nope. Actually, Garris... Pulls it back, but there is absolutely nothing there. Call it no gain. Nice job of the interior defensive lineman collapsing. Aiden Dauble among those in there on the tackle. 
It'll be second down. Somehow they give him two yards of that. I swear it looks like he got swallowed up. Well, I guess maybe it's just a function of seeing it on TV instead of seeing it live like we could be. (laughs) And you just can't tell. Garris under center. There's motion, handoff, trying to go to the left side. He's absolutely drilled. Garris back to pass. Tyler Flanders off the left-hand side absolutely crushes him at the 30-yard line. Absolutely didn't see him coming. He was looking to the left, Flanders to his backside, absolutely nailing him. Big loss back to the 31-yard line. It'll bring up third and about 14. Flanders just blindsided him, hit him with his back to him, and he had no idea that that was about to happen. Boyertown over the ball. Garris under center. There's the snap. It's a toss right to you, Savage. He's getting across the 30, but certainly nowhere near uh, a first yard marker. That's one of those concession type deals. So give him two yards at best. It's fourth and 12, and it'll force Boyertown to punt it away. And here, Ava, here's the defensive stand that we were looking for in order for Exeter to start start uh, basically showing their dominance on that D-line. Of course, and especially to see Tyler Flanders get that tackle. You could tell that the positivity, they're pulling it back in. This is a type of extra football we're used to seeing. Jaden Zandier back deep. Here's the punt. Gets it away, angles it to the far right side. It goes out of bounds. They'll mark it at the still walking, still walking at the 45-yard line of the Bears, and that's where Exeter will take over first and 10. So what do they call that kick? That's a uh, rugby kick? They, it's it's pretty much like a pooch punt. I mean, yeah. that's the, kind of what it is, and they've been doing it a lot because they think that they're actually going to get better because they're rolling into their right foot. You right. know, they roll to the right thinking that they can get a little more on it. doesn't really happen that way. First and 10-45. Here's Exeter. Handoff goes to, I'm going to say, Pharrell Caceres. He'll get the 45, 46, 47 yard line. So again, a two, call it second and eight. Seven fifty-three rolling clock here in the third. Exeter fifteen, Boyertown fourteen. Looking at a second and seven, they gave him three on the play. Martinez is in the gun. Caceres sidecar right, single receiver left and right. He drops straight back. He's looking, fires it near side. He makes a nice play, nice catch. Carter Redding just outside the numbers on the right-hand side. It's going down to the 44-yard line of the Bears and a first down. Nine yards on the pass and catch. To go back to that touchdown earlier, that touchdown was made by number seven, Nate Pashley. There you go. See, we had a call in, a text in, somebody let us know. It was actually Nate Pashley on the touchdown catch, so fantastic there. This was a great catch by Carter Redding taking a first and ten. Here's a handoff going to the right side. Huge hole, Zamar Pashel. He could go all the way. And I'm taking a look. 
but nobody seems to be real excited, so I'm wondering if there is a flag on the play. There Coming was. Back, there was a or flag. Or did he step out? Nah, flag. There it is. Yep, there was a flag. He took off. Watching him, he had a burst of speed, was taking it to the house, but a flag on the near side, and they're walking it off against Exeter. Darren, it's encouraging to see that apparently they are opening some holes. They are, but again, when you're shooting yourself in the foot with penalties, kind of hard to say, hey, look at the holes that we're creating when they don't count. So they move the ball all the way back. It's going to be second down and probably 20. Here's the snap. Fake the handoff. He's rolling left. He's looking. He throws it up. It's on the far side. Not sure exactly what happened there. If it was a a caught or not. They're walking downfield, but not exactly sure. Apparently it was. It looked like Riley Martinez floated it up on the far left side. It was brought in just outside the 30-yard line. And it's going to be a first down. First down Exeter. We'll take it. How about that? It looked like he threw it up among just a number of receivers, and Exeter comes down with it. First and 10. Martinez is in the gun. There's the snap. It's Zamar Paschal running left. He's got the 25. He'll get down to the 20. He's close to a first down. We'll see where they mark it. Indeed, it will be a first down, and the chains move yet again. Nice run by Zamar Paschal, and uh, let me add, Zamar Paschal is a heck of a nice kid. Always treats me very well when I see him. Shakes my hand. Hey, Jerry, how you doing? Good kid. Love to see him succeed. First and 10, the ball all the way down to the 15-yard line. Martinez in the gun. There's the snap. Here's the handoff to Zamar. He's going up the middle. Stays low, gets across the 15, down to, let's see where they're going to give him. Very close to the first. It is. Looks like about the six-yard line. So let's say you give him nine yards, and it's second and one. O-line is opening some holes, Darren, and uh, I'm going to tell you it's no accident that Nate Govan the second is in there. Junior. Riley Junior. <laughs> Riley Martinez in the gun. He's got uh, running back behind him. Looks like it's Pharrell Caceres. And He's he goes, touch. it actually, I think it was Zamar actually, 44. He goes right up the middle, and it's a touchdown for Exeter. Yes, it there is. we go. Keep it rolling. Talk guys. about a huge hole that the offensive line created right there. He could have, you know what? We've talked about this a last year, Abe. Jerry last knows year. exactly where I'm going. <laughs> Jerry could have run through that line. <laughs> yeah, I could have. I could yeah. have run through that hole. He could have. <laughs> so 626 <laughs> to go here in the third. The PAT is good. And it's an Exeter 22-14 lead about halfway through the third. So Exeter certainly has turned it around. Two quick scores. We'll be right back. It's the Exeter Sports Network.
The best Italian food in Muhlenberg can be found at Margarita's Restaurant and Bar, 3600 Kutztown Road in Laureldale. You can get a great sit-down meal, pizza, sandwiches, burgers, wings, and so much more at Margarita's. The chicken and veal marcella are to die for, and the pasta is second to none. Plan your next meal or party at Margarita's. Stop in before or after the next game. That's Margarita's Restaurant and Bar, 3600 Kutztown Road in Laureldale. This is the Exeter Sports Network on Jerry Gelliff Media. Exeter has just kicked off on our TV screen, Boyertown Trying a little trickeration. It doesn't work. <laughs> they tried the old run to one direction, hand it off going the other, and he is drilled immediately. So no additional yardage on that one. It's going to keep him well inside the 25-yard line. Did you say trickeration? I said trickeration. Mm-hmm. So in less than six minutes... Exeter has put uh, two scores on the board and taken a 22-14 lead. That's right, big. Boyertown comes out first and 10, ball on the 21-yard line. Garris in the gun, takes the snap, hands it off to Savage. There is absolutely nothing there. Exeter's right side is going to make sure he goes nowhere. It looks like they've had a talk among themselves and said, all right, we've had enough of this garbage. He goes absolutely nowhere, and it'll be second and 10. Our buddy Mike Japine is listening, and uh, Mike just texted me, Jerry can even run through that hole. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Correct is he. Second and 10. Actually, as I take a look here, they have third on the far side. No, it should be second. Yeah. So a second and about 12. They said he lost about two. So Garris is in the gun. Receivers two on the left, one on the right. Here's the snap. They try a little jet sweep on the right side. It might pick up two yards to get back to the original line of scrimmage. Maybe three yards at best. So we'll call it third and nine. They're going to mark the ball. Try to find it here on their, at the 20 well, I'm sorry, the 23, 23-yard line? It's like the 23. Liking what I'm seeing, Darren, the second half. it's uh, They flipped the script, man. This is what they needed to see, no doubt. Third and nine, Boyertown breaks the huddle on the far side. Garris under center, takes the snap, fakes the handoff. He's rolling left. He is under attack, tries to get it out in the Ooh. flat. It's short, incomplete. It'll bring up fourth down. Nice job, Exeter, getting a ton of pressure on Garris as he tries to roll out to his left side. Always difficult for the QB, the right-handed QB, to roll left. Can't get the shoulders squared, and if you don't, there's nothing on that ball. Yeah, they uh, they forced his hand on that one. There's no question. The ball landed two feet in front of his receiver, and even if he caught it, Exeter had the receiver covered. He'd have been down immediately. A three and out for Exeter. Boyertown will kick it away. Here's the old roll right, try to kick it. They are certainly keeping it away from Exeter's vaunted return guys. This one I don't even think gets beyond the 50. And they're walking it back, walking it back. The punt may be about 15 yards. Wow. 
They're marking it at the 40, their own 40. They had the ball somewhere around the, just inside the 25. The ball now on their own, or on the bare 40. So a 15-yard punt. And Exeter looking to punch it in again with great field position. So, Darren, the, the boot is on the throat now. It is. 4.41 to go here in the third. Here's the handoff. It's coming right. It's Pharrell Caceres, but he's grabbed in the backfield. The defender had his ankle. He couldn't get free. It's going to be a loss of two. Call it second and 12. Nice job by Boyertown blowing that play up and uh, dropping him for a loss of a couple. Running clock, 4.20 to go here in the third. A score here would be huge. Exeter breaking the huddle. Martinez in the gun. Caceres sidecar left. Single receivers right and left. Here's the snap. Handed to Caceres. Huge hole on the right-hand side. Gets the 30 to the 25. That's where he's all stacked up. But a huge run. Bring it all the way inside the 25-yard line. They'll actually put it on the 25. So a 15, 16, 17-yard run for Pharrell Caceres. Darren, and another first down. Darren, uh, Caceres ran around the right side, and his legs didn't stop moving because when he hit their line, they had to push him sideways about five yards. Martinez in the gun. Here's the snap. Handed off. It's a fake. No, it's not. He gives it to Caceres. He's running around left end. Looks like he very well could have picked up another first down. Indeed, he yep. has. Yep. Taking the ball all the way down just outside the 10-yard line. Looks like they're going to put the ball, trying to find it on this field, somewhere around the 13-yard line. So a 12-yard run for Pharrell Caceres. Caceres being the focal point on this drive. Martinez in the gun. Caceres behind him. Single receiver left. Here's the snap. It's Caceres again. He's running up the middle, but there's not a whole lot there on the left side. He's taken down immediately. So call it no gain. Second and ten. Yeah, that's all right. Probing a little bit, finding out where a weakness is. Here's the old setup. When you've got a situation like this where you can run him, run him, all it takes is now you're sucking those linebackers in. Here's where play action, and you'll have a receiver open behind the uh, defenders. So ding, we'll see ding. what happens. Martinez in the gun. There's motion left to right. Here's a jet sweep left to right. It's Here Carter Redding. He's got the edge. He's 10-5, and he's in for the touchdown. This kid is a monster. In for the touchdown. Nice, nice block, nice job of blocking on the right-hand side. We won't tell you what's going on <laughs> here inside of Jerry Gellif Media Stadium. But just know, just know that it was a sweep to the right-hand side to Carter Redding. He takes it to the far right corner, scoring the touchdown. So, it was 22-14. Give the touchdown. That makes it 28-14. And we will ultimately see what's happening, maybe. 
I will say it's great to see Riley Martinez gain a lot of his confidence back as quarterback. He's younger, definitely a big season for him, and he's been throwing some great passes, getting some guys some great yardage. Jerry commented that if something was going to happen, of course, with the uh, with the feed itself that he was going to throw his boot, he ultimately decided it was the remote control that he was going to throw. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the PAT is good. At 226 of the third, Exeter tacks on their third score of the quarter, and it's 29-14. In less than 10 minutes, Darren. It's a... Uh... Great, great turnaround. It, it, I, so happy. I mean, I, I was I was very nervous at the end of that first half. It was a shocker. It truly was a shocker. So Exeter kicks it away. It's taken at the 11-yard line. This is Jason Oaks. He'll get to the 30, so a 19-yard return. And that's where Boyertown will have it first and 10. Great turnaround by these Exeter Eagles who it would have been real easy to hang their heads and and mope, but they didn't. They came out and just hit it. Ava, I think you mentioned it, uh, and maybe, Jerry, you did too. As far as you know, Coach Bauer at halftime, he was going to get in some ears, and, and you know when he has his message to get across. <laughs> you he hear relays. him loud he and clear. He will relay it. That's right. So here's Boyertown. Here's a handoff. It's going to go right up the middle to Yasavage. He's still on his feet. So they start on the 30-yard line. That looks like it's going to be a 13-yard run out to the 43 and another first down. So here's also something that Exeter can't get complacent here. It's one of those, yeah, they're going to look at the scoreboard, and it's 29-14. Right. But a situation like that right there, you can't give him any opportunities. You can't give that offensive line any idea that you're going to, you're still going to run on us, and they just did. So we're going to have to look for Exeter's D to close that up. Here is Garris trying to run up the middle. He there may get a yard. Looked like Logan Wegman wrapped him up on the near side. So give him one. Uh, it's These referees will probably give him two just because they can. <laughs> and it'll be second and eight. The stop by Logan Wegman, who I think that we spoke about it last week, track and field superstar, placed fifth in the state in shot put after having not ever touched a shot put in his life. First time he throws it. That is an athlete. All right. So, Boyertown, second and eight, ball on the 45. Here's the snap. Garris throws it, tries to hit his man over the middle. It's incomplete. Trying to hit his wide receivo, Gio Daddario, a 6'2", 190-pound senior. Incomplete. And we move to third down. That one is not easy to say, Gio Daddario. Wide receivo. Well, considering DiGiacomo <laughs> apparently is challenging. She just busted your stones. Uh, I know she did. <laughs> She's lucky I like her. I, uh, I'd throw your boot at her. <laughs> I mean, hey, I got a shot. I have a shot to give to that. That was very good. Nicely done. <laughs> Nicely <laughs> done you. indeed. Third and eight for Boyertown. They're on the 45. I'll quickly transition and segue into football now. So uh, Garris back to pass. He's looking. He's flush, rolling right. Absolutely nothing there. Down he goes. It's going to be a loss of about five on the play. And it'll bring up fourth down. Great job by the Exeter D-line, forcing the pressure, forcing him out of the pocket, and down he goes. Yeah, a a uh, 
great job. I mean, they just broke through. I mean, to to speak to your previous comment about not letting them run, there it is. So a penalty on the play on Boyertown, I'd be surprised. They're actually, yeah, I would I think that as a result of the play, they're going to decline the penalty, and ultimately they do. The official was walking off the five yards, and I'm thinking to myself, why are you doing that? <laughs> But, again, the good old official just says, ah, you'll take the play. No, you won't. <laughs> Not in this situation. So it brings up fourth down. Boyertown will have to kick. The ball placed at the 45-yard line. They line up as if they're going to go for it. It's fourth and eight. Here's the snap. They are going to go for it. Garris looking. He fires it to the near side, hits his receiver, who makes a move on Nigel Meekins, is able to get around him and get enough for a first down. Come on, Meeks. you got to make that play. Yeah, that's one of those where Meekins had him one-on-one and the receiver. But let's wait a second, though, because it's actually – Looking to the see. chains are not moving, dude. No, the chains are not moving. I don't know if he stepped out of bounds or, or his knee was down. I think that's what it was. I think as he tried to make a move around Nigel Meekins, his knee went down. And at the high school level, you don't have to be touched once your knee hits. So he's shy of the first down. It's a turnover on downs. And Exeter has it first and 10 with the ball at their own 49-yard line. No, Darren. NFHS has it first and eight. Yeah, well, first and eight on a <laughs> when you transition. So here's Riley Martinez. He's back. He throws it up over the middle. It's short. It's going to be picked off oh. at the 25. Jason Oaks takes it for uh, Boyertown. That's a bad, bad INT right there. It is. They drive him out of bounds. Hopefully there's no flag here because they took him into the seventh row of bleachers. So no flag there. This is one of those ill-fated throwing off your back foot, uh, not able to get enough on the throw, and it's well underthrown and uh, intercepted. Actually, it was Gio Daddario again. Uh, Gave him the ball back with that interception and gave it to them right about where they left it. Yeah, that's that's a young QB mistake right there. You don't throw off your back foot, especially if you're trying to throw it deep over a secondary. Oftentimes, it'll die. So, Garris under center, first and 10 with the ball on the 48-yard line. Handed off to Yasavage. He's trying to bull his way forward. He'll get to the 46. It's a gain of two. It'll be second and eight. They're they're going back to their bread and butter, trying to have that offensive line push forward. But as we saw, as much as Exeter's D-line was a little confused in that first half, they have basically turned it around, reasserted themselves, and said it's not happening. We've played three full quarters. It's Exeter 29, Boyertown 14. We'll be back. It's the Exeter Sports Network.
every team, every game, all season long. That's the kind of unmatched Berks County football coverage MikeDragosSports.com brings to you, and it's just a click away. For profiles of the top players in Berks football, season previews of every Berks team, projections for every team in the Lancaster Lebanon League, team photo galleries, and history and stats you can't find anywhere else, turn to MikeDragosSports.com. Take advantage of our seven-day free trial from now through the end of the month. Football coverage you can't find anywhere else. That's MikeDragosSports.com. Boyertown, the next play from scrimmage, the first one they try to go to you, Savage, running right, absolutely nothing there. Nate Pashley, Tyler Flanders, Aiden Dauble, all in on the tackle. Keegan sneering Sabatka there as well. They are not going to be allowing you Savage to do any further damage. It's a loss of four, and it's going to bring up third and long. Well, the, there's a statement, right, Darren? You, you make the statement that you are not going to run, and uh, back it up with that one. Boyertown comes out over the ball. Garris under center. Fakes the handoff. Trying to go right. He's got a hand in his face. It's Logan Wegman. He throws it. It's incomplete. Garris trying to get a flag and ultimately does. <laughs> they throw a flag. And that was this, a little late. This very well could be a personal foul on Exeter. They're going to call a face, face mask. mask. Garris immediately after, uh, I believe it was Tyler Flanders that got there, Garris immediately looked up and tried to uh, indicate that it was a face mask. Uh, he gets the call. And the face mask apparently so egregious that the television set has gone out in protest. <laughs> Television set got pissed, Darren. <laughs> the television set got so annoyed. <laughs> so it becomes fourth and 12. No, it's not. All right. So NFAHS, not sure exactly what they're doing here. But here's a handoff from Boyertown. It was fourth down and about seven, I believe. They give it to you, Savage. He runs off the right side, and it looks like he picks up the first down. As far as we can tell. As far as we can tell. All of them are pointing. Here, I'm supposed to be worried about a frozen screen. Now I got a black screen. <laughs> yeah. Forgetting everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, my comment was more to the the refs throwing late flags, et cetera, et cetera. Yes, I understand. Okay. So first and 10 for Boyertown. Ball on the 37-yard line. Garris is in the gun. He'll take the snap. It's low. Roll right. He... He um, gives a toss to you, Savage, who basically could have just handed it to him. And you, Savage, is taken down immediately. Call it a loss of about three. It'll be second and 13. That, that's one of those as a QB. It's like, you know what? I don't want to get killed. Here, you take it. Did that look like a, a late thought of, of, of an option of some type? Because because it seemed to me, then they, they pulled it off perfectly, if not. It seemed to me that Garris was going to run it, and it just... Threw it over there. Well, it's pretty much hot potato. You know, it, it, he wasn't in a position to get the option. It was just, ah, you take it. All right, so uh, Garris, uh, it's a short snap to you, Savage. They try a, a, a little trickeration there. Uh, he tries to go to the left-hand side, doesn't even get to the 40-yard line. 
So it's still third down, call it about 13, 14 yards. They actually uh, mark him down at the 42-yard line. Call it third down, a solid 15. Getting a text from the Muhlenberg Sports, the Mule Sports Network crew from uh, the inimitable Chris Ziner. He says, this week's broadcast is something else. The game is crazy. Doesn't give me a score. Yeah, it doesn't give you a score or anything. <laughs> All right, so Garris takes the snap. He's rolling right. It's third and 12. Fires near side. He makes the completion. He's hit immediately by Nate Pashley. They're going to mark the ball at about the 33-yard line. It'll be about five yards shy of a first down. You are, of course, going for this because time is short. That's right. It is fourth and five. We are under nine minutes to go here in the fourth. Still haven't had a freeze. We have not had a freeze in the second half. I almost don't know how to act. <laughs> You're actually able to call the game. I'm, I, I, I'm just, I can't even talk. Flabbergasted. Fourth and five. Ball on the 32 for Boyertown. Garris in the gun. Three receivers left. There's the snap. He rolls left. He's looking, looking. He takes Oof. a shot Oof. from... Genuine Stutzman in the back just before he throws it, or after he throws it. It's incomplete, so it'll be a turnover on downs, but holy mackerel, six foot four, six five, genuine Stutzman, about 240, and he levels Garris Ryder, on an incomplete pass. Ryder Garris got up after a few seconds on the ground. Somebody helped him up. He took about five steps and... Bent over. Kid was in pain. Got a good shot there. Garris, a 5'11", 160-pound senior. And if you might wonder, as far as genuine Stutzman, how about 6'4", 205? And you want to talk about, Ava, every bit of 205 coming at you. I wouldn't want it. I Definitely not. They're definitely probably happy to have the pads and the helmet on when they get hit like that. So first and 10 for Exeter, they take over. One thing we have to explain here, the field at Boyertown, when you're looking between the hash marks, it is really worn. So even trying to find the football isn't always the easiest thing. So that was first and 10. The ball now on the 35. Call it second and eight. Martinez in the gun. He hands it off. No, he doesn't. He keeps it running around the right side. Nice job. Uh, Jason Oaks on the left coming up from his safety position. He's able to get Martinez down with a relatively small gain, maybe a yard. It'll be third and seven. Darren Conestoga Valley and Boone are tied at 21 early in the fourth. Mm. But I can't get a score on our other network game. All right. Well, Exeter, they're going to call this a, see, again, don't look at the NFHS third and nine. That's not the case. Third and seven. Here's Martinez in the gun. He takes the snap. He's back. He's looking. Fired over the middle. I think he was looking for Jaden Ware to be cutting to the outside to the sideline. He actually cuts towards the middle of the field. It's incomplete, and it'll be fourth down for Exeter, and Pashley will punt it away. Yeah, it's got to be a punch. You can't take a chance right here. One of those where 
receiver absolutely open, but a misconnect between or a disconnect between the QB and the wide receiver leading to that incompletion. So here's Pashley. He's got it. He rolls a little to his right, kicks it away, kicks it to the right side. It goes out of bounds. We'll see where they eventually mark it. 7.08 on the clock here in the fourth quarter. 29-14 Exeter. Exeter put three scores on the board in that third quarter to essentially put this one away. They mark the ball on the 39-yard line for Boyertown. That's where they will put it in play. They break the huddle. Garris is under center. You savage behind him. Single receiver in the slot right. Here's the snap. They try to go up the middle. Yes, Savage has somebody on him immediately. He just drives his legs for a few yards. He's carrying somebody on his back. <laughs> a new QB in the game for Boyertown. It'll be Chase Ristine, a 6'2", 183-pound senior. A man down. And an injured player for Exeter. Yes, Savage push, push that line. A good two, three yards. There was three dudes on him. Yeah, we better go to break here, Darren. All right. We've got an injury timeout on the field. 7.03 to go here in the fourth. 29-14 Exeter. We'll be back at the Exeter Sports Network. Didn't quite make that uh, spot, Darren. That's all right. Cameron Howizak was the injured player. He was able to walk off on his own power. It very well could have been a cramp. So we come back. It's first and 10. They put the ball on the 29-yard line. And that's where Boyertown will take over. Actually, uh, there must have been, I'm not exactly sure what's going on here, so we'll wait and see. There's the snap. Ristine back, he throws it near side, makes a completion. Nice grab by the receiver. A little behind him, he's able to reach back, make the grab, brings the ball across the 40. Nope, they're actually going to say it was an incomplete pass. It looked like he may have had it. But incomplete pass, there must have been a penalty because they moved it back to second and 20. With that incompletion, it will now be third and 20. Ristine's going to be under center this time. You savage behind him. Two receivers right, one left. Here's the motion. They try, poof. They ultimately hand it up the middle. It's a fumble. 
And Exeter has it. Exeter has it. So a great push from the interior lineman. And it seemed like the handoff from Ristine to Yasavage wasn't clean. Ball on the ground. Exeter recovers. And they'll have a first down deep in Bear territory at the 29. Great turnover. Great timing by the Exeter Eagles. Got 633 left. And mm, you can ice it right here. Riley Martinez in the gun. There was a lot of movement on the Exeter offense. Yeah, this is going to be a procedure. It, it didn't look like it was very cohesive to start with. Pharrell Caceres took a couple steps before the snap, the right side of the line, so it didn't look like uh, there were a number of different uh, facets there uh, that were off on the play. So five-yard penalty. Make it second and 15. Ball moves back to the 34-yard line. Actually make it first and 15. Martinez in the gun. Pharrell Caceres to his left. He'll take the handoff. He's running right. He'll get the 30. Still on his feet. Still pulling his feet there. He'll get down to about the 32-yard line. Twenty-eight, Taking it all the way to the 28-yard line. So call it third down and eight, maybe nine. Exeter walks back uh, into their huddle. Clock stopped. They're walking off a penalty against Exeter. Five yards. So a few penalties adding up here late. That's okay. So, yeah, it's still okay. the, the clock is still running, but, again, <laughs> you still don't want to see the penalties. That's what I'm trying to get to. So Martinez is in the gun. He's going to hand it off to Caceres, who's Ooh. running around oh. right, and he's got a huge hole deep into Bear territory inside the 10. <laughs> They'll bring him down. A big run there, seeing where they ultimately put it, but a nice job on the end as far as blocks are concerned. Pharrell Caceres hits it, runs through the defense. They'll take it all the way down to the nine-yard line, and it's first and goal. Darren, the Bear defense tried to stop him, thought they had him. He spun, kept his legs going, spun out of the tackle, and got an additional five. Indeed he did. Five and a half to go here in the fourth. Martinez in the gun. Caceres behind him. He's got it. Oh, he drops it. He puts it on the floor. And it's recovered by Boyerton. Oh. There bet- the handoff between Martinez and Caceres, it wasn't even there. I don't even know if Martinez ever really had it. But it's on the floor. Recovered by Boyertown, and they'll take over first and ten. Fumble, fumble. Uh, each team now having a fumble, lost, and getting sloppy here late. It is. First and ten for Boyertown. They'll have it on their own 11. They'll come out. Ristine is under center. He's got you Savage behind him. One receiver left, two to the right. Motion right to left. Here's the snap. They hand it off to you, Savage. He tries to make a cut. Might get up to the 14-yard line. Call it a gain of three. It's second and seven. All right. They just need to keep this going. 
Run the clock out, right, Darren? That's Run exactly the clock it. Out. Yep, we're at 5.05 to go here in the fourth, and that's exactly it. And I think that's all Boyertown is looking to do as well. You'll see two more runs. I don't think they'll put the ball in the air. I'd still be trying. I don't know. I'm insane, I guess. Well, you know what? They just threw trips right. Ristine's in the gun. You savage next to him. He's back to pass. Looking, looking, looking. Throws it near side. He completes it to Jason Oaks to the 20-yard line. That's a gain of six. And it's going to bring up third and short. Yeah, not a first down. Put the ball on the 20-yard line. So, yeah, just as I said that, when they threw trips right, I'm figuring they're going to go underneath. Oftentimes, they'll send the two outside receivers deep, and the inside will run it out, which is exactly what happened. So now we've got a new QB in. Actually, it's uh, Ryder Garris again. Throws it in the middle, hits his receiver, which is going to be Gio Daddario. It'll be enough for a first down. Yes, it will. And we go dark screen. <laughs> this is, is this the equivalent if you're looking at your computer and everything's great and all of a sudden it goes blue? Dude, it's like every you know, 10 the minutes screen. they're shutting down. Yeah. So <laughs> it looked like a first down, but guess what? The officials have thrown a flag and decided that Boyertown can't have the first down. So they're going to walk it off, and it very well could be a personal foul. Boyertown walked all the way back to their end zone. I uh, haven't seen as far as, all right, so I'm going to guess a hold. Moved it back 10 yards. It's It was third and one. Now it looks like it's about third and five, basically the place of the penalty. Yes, yes. So here's Garris. He's back to pass, looking, looking. He's rolling left, still on his feet. He throws it. Uh, it's incomplete. He was trying to hit somebody on the far sideline, well short of the first down anyway. Even if he would have caught it, he wouldn't have gotten the first down. Yeah, the receiver was well covered. Would have been either pushed out of bounds or, or tackled before reaching the first. But it doesn't matter because it is now fourth and Probably about five. Five. Looks like that's what it might be. Yeah, it looks right in the middle, doesn't it? So we are running down to, we've got actually a stop clock on the incomplete pass. 4.02 to go here in the fourth. 29-14 Exeter. Garris comes out under center. Actually, he's in the gun now. Sidecar left, two receivers left. He's looking, looking. He's Aiden Dauble comes off the left side, gets a hand on him, and he's finished <laughs> off. I'm taking a look to see who that player is. You saw Aiden Dauble on the right side. Trying to look to see, is that uh, is a zero? I'm going to say, I'm, I'm going to pick a player 60, here. 80. I'm going to say it's 80, but unfortunately I don't have an 80. Oh, yes, I do. Well, no, that would be, <laughs> the only other 80 I have would be Zach Zandier, and he's typically 88. So. yeah. yeah. Needless to say, the defender on the right side finishes the job. So give them a half a sack each. Aiden Dauble on the left-hand side got there first. So Martinez in the gun. It's a turnover on downs. Hand it off to taking a look. Is that Jaden Zandier, number two? 
It's a touchdown for Exeter. Trying, yes. trying to look to see who the... <laughs> or was it where? Well, it, it looked like it was a number two, but obviously from this angle, difficult to tell. Mm. Needless to say, at the 351 mark, it's a touchdown run for Exeter. It's 35-9, pending the PAT. It is, is good. Barely good. Making it 36-14. 3.51 to go here in the fourth quarter. Exeter has this one in hand, and we'll be back after this break. It's the Exeter Sports Network. Football season and the new Birdies Inn is your place for all the big games. Featuring more than 30 TVs and NFL Sunday ticket so you won't miss a single game, college or pro. Entertainment every day of the week. Good food, good service, good prices, and great people. That's the new Birdies Inn. Located at Five Points in Exeter, 160 Old Friedensburg Road, where they remind you to have fun and be kind. This is the Exeter Sports Network. 3.50 to go here in the fourth. Exeter kicks it off. It ultimately will be a touchback. At least I think so. Looks that way. Solid kick. It was a solid kick. Don't know if that was Nate Pashley kicking off there or not. Needless to say, the ball comes out to the 40. Oh, wait a minute. It might have been kicked out of bounds. That, that might have been the situation Is that what it was? there. Okay, yeah. I think so. Because they're Br at the 40. Yeah. Bringing the ball to the 40 yard line, the kickoff out of bounds. So 40 yards is what Boyertown will get here due to that penalty. They break their huddle. Ristine back under center. Single setback. I think they've got the backups in now. It doesn't look nearly as big as you Savage. They give it to him. He goes up the middle. We'll take a look to see who that player is. It's going to be number 32, Mason Reinert. Sophomore running back. He'll pick up about six yards. Bring the ball out to the 47-yard line. Call it second and four. Nice run there by Reiner. Ristine under center. Split backs. They try to run to the right side. There's absolutely nothing there. Logan Wegman shuts it down. Logan Wegman blew that up right from the beginning. He was through the line before anybody uh, knew what was going on. He just tracked that play all the way. Connor Foskey trying to run from a running back position, basically around right end, but Logan Wegman met him about three yards deep, takes him down, moves the ball back to the 41-yard line where it's third and nine for Boyertown. We're under two and a half to go here in the fourth. Here's Ristine handing it off. There's absolutely nothing there for Reinert. 
the right side of the Exeter defense absolutely closes in. Joel Amarino there as well. Nate Govan the second or junior, depending on who's talking. Darren, I'm telling you, I want us to call him junior. <laughs> Just to anger Nate. I believe you <laughs> may be well on your way there. Under two minutes, 150 to go on our screen. You may be driving home from <laughs> Veterans Stadium. <laughs> so, Ristine, uh, let's see. It's fourth down, so it looks like they're going to try to punt it away. He runs to the right side and Holy kicks it. Crap. This very well may be a five-yard kick. We'll see where they put it down. Up, oh, They're being generous and giving him the 50. Uh, the original line of scrimmage was the 40. The funny thing here, they don't even have to move the chains. The original line of scrimmage was the 40, <laughs> which stretched to the 50. Maybe that's why the official did what he did. He's like, well, if I just put the ball at the 50, we don't have to do anything, and the clock can still run. It is now about conservation of energy <laughs> for the officials, Darren. Apparently McDonald's is calling, and he wants to make sure he gets there. Before before they stop uh, selling breakfast. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway. One... Needs his egg McMuffin? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> he needs his apple pie. Apparently it's a limited engagement. Ooh. Limited engagement. They only uh, sell them uh, you know, shortly after football games, apparently. A McDonald's apple pie. That one, sounds good, man. One to go here in the fourth. First and 10 Exeter. They're on the ball. He's in the gun. It is, and looking to see, it's still, no, it is not. It's a new QB in there now, which I kind of figured. I was waiting to see who it was going to be. And it's going to be sophomore Jacob Hafer. He's a six-foot, 175-pound athlete. Also a baseball player. Also a baseball player. Winding down on the clock. What actual time is it? I would love to know what time this game actually ended. <laughs> it's nine thirty. And, and how long we are sitting here in the living room still we watching a live, football Darren. game. We might be live. All right. Under a minute to go. Here's the snap. It's going to be a quarterback keeper to the right side. Hafer gets a couple. They lost a few on the prior play. They might get back to the original line of scrimmage. That very well will be the last play of the game. Winding down under 30 seconds. Nobody looks like they're in a hurry to get a playoff. Neither are the officials just standing over the ball. I don't even think he's put the ball in play yet. And certainly that's going to be it. Yeah, they're just going to let it roll. So here in Boyertown, quite the interesting game. Exeter goes down 14-0, comes back to score the next 36 to go 2-0 on this early 2023 season. We will be back with post-game comments after these commercial messages. Thanks for joining us. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network on Jerry Gellif Media. Now 
Italian food in Muhlenberg can be found at Margarita's Restaurant and Bar, 3600 Kutztown Road in Laureldale. You can get a great sit-down meal, pizza, sandwiches, burgers, wings, and so much more at Margarita's. The chicken and veal marcella are to die for, and the pasta is second to none. Plan your next meal or party at Margarita's. Stop in before or after the next game. That's Margarita's Restaurant and Bar. 3600 Kutztown Road in Laureldale. The new Birdies Inn is your entertainment spot in Exeter. There's something every day of the week. Dancing to the oldies on Monday, open mic Tuesday, trivia or live music on Wednesday, Thursday is karaoke with Angie, and live music Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Entertainment galore, great food, and the friendliest people in Berks County. The new Birdies Inn, 160 Old Friedensburg Road in Exeter. It's the in thing to do. Check Birdie's Facebook page for the full entertainment schedule. Every team, every game, all season long. That's the kind of unmatched Berks County football coverage MikeDragosports.com brings to you, and it's just a click away. For profiles of the top players in Berks football, season previews of every Berks team, projections for every team in the Lancaster Lebanon League, team photo galleries, and history and stats you can't find anywhere else, turn to MikeDragosports.com. Take advantage of our seven-day free trial from now through the end of the month. Football coverage you can't find anywhere else. That's MikeDragosports.com. Now let's get back to the game on the Exeter Sports Network. Well, Jerry, some firsts that occurred tonight. First off, the first time in a little while, that Exeter has gone down two scores, uh, certainly shocking us. I mean, 7 nothing alone was, holy cow, the Boyertown, as we could try to discern, uh, a couple big plays, that big play that they went over top with yep, yep. caught Exeter off guard. So at that point, you're thinking run, run, run. Well, apparently they have the opportunity to throw over the top. So some early adversity that Exeter had to overcome. And it's a good thing to see that, uh, you, you know, because l like the last two years, they they just went like this on n nearly every game. They really didn't see any adversity until the game against Cocalico last year. It's good to see these guys, uh, you know, saunter in, and it's all great to think that you're just going to run over them. But then when Boyertown goes, no, nah, you're not going to do that, they turn it around and – not just turn it into a game by, by the end of the first half and then just come in and grab it by the throat in the second half. So that 57-yard pass that we talked about led to a Colia Savage one-yard plunge. That was the 7 nothing, and then they've got the second one, 14 nothing, still in the first. And what turns it around for Exeter but a safety? So at that point, they were able to pin them deep. Uh, I think a penalty or two, Boyertown didn't help their own cause. Exeter's defense comes up big, 
and trying to punt out of the end zone, basically just whacks it into the back of one of his own offensive linemen. Right. They're able to cover it, but Exeter on the board. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a uh, – it, it's it's great when you you can take momentum from the mistake that the other team makes, right? So, yes, that was only two points, but they came back within a couple of minutes and scored seven more, and we got a 14-9 game at halftime. And it doesn't look so bleak as it did up until that point. And I think this is a good game for Riley Martinez as well. Of course, last week, uh, slow in the first, but then once the offense got going, you really didn't have to be worried about putting that game away. It pretty much took care of itself. In this one, he had to kind of take a step back, kind of uh, analyze what was going on and play within himself because that's when you try to make plays and when you try to go over and above, you start making those mistakes. So he had to play within himself. Ultimately does, has a nice drive, gets in for the one-yard plunge, and now it's 14-9. Right. It would have been real easy for him to just uh, start forcing it, right? But fortunately, his coaches probably pulled him aside, said, look, calm down. Let's take it easy. We're going to get through it. And sure enough, they did. They Took him into the locker room, probably chewed him up one side and down the other. And boy, did the Exeter Eagles respond. They absolutely did. 10-27 of the third, a 39-yard touchdown pass. Riley Martinez to Jaden Ware. The speed that Ware has to get behind defenses and the arm that Martinez has to be able to get that ball there. 15-14, the PAT failed, but Exeter takes their first lead of the game. Yeah, very important to to the psychology of the team. I, I ultimately that one point doesn't matter because it becomes a what twenty two point blowout anyway. But it's important to establish that. Now we have a lead. Now we can push them. That's right. The defense forces a three and out, and then on Exeter's next possession, Zamar Paschal. An 11-yard touchdown run, nothing but sheer power, taking it with the PAT to 22-14 at the 626 mark of the third. Exeter's rolling. At that point, it's back and forth on a couple. And taking a look, Exeter scores, of course, the next touchdown. This must have been like during the freeze session because I write it down here, <laughs> but I don't actually know. Who scored? I simply know it was a touchdown, and I think they tried for maybe a two-point conversion. It didn't work. But uh, they get the next score. It's 28-14 at that point, and then the uh, 20-yard run to end the scoring, uh, final 36-14. So a little challenging at first, like you said. Coach Bauer will certainly be talking to these kids this week uh, in preparation for the game at West York. But maybe some of the adversity that they needed to. Sometimes you get a little too cocky. It's, oh, you know what? We're, we're this good. This is what we've done. You right. rest on some prior laurels. So maybe this was the kind of game that they needed to have that Coach Bauer can now get their focus again on the fundamentals because still too many things happening in this game that shouldn't be. When we take a look at the final penalties, I'm sure there's too many. Uh, the officials were walking back and forth, and I'll say on both teams, Officials were walking back and forth on that turf all night long. That is something that they'll definitely have to get a handle on. 
I think that when we look at the game recap that will be provided to us by the experts, by the amazing MikeDragosports.com, we're going to see a lot of penalty yards for both teams. And we're also going to see that in that first half, the Eagles were so busy killing their own rallies that they didn't even need Boyertown to do it for them. So all of those penalties, and then Boyertown got a couple of, they, they got a couple of pretty nasty penalties that, that stopped some of their uh, rallying points in the second half. And, and I, I think ultimately we're going to see that this was kind of a sloppily played game. Yeah, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer and say that there was nothing to pull out of this game that was a positive. I mean, I, Coach Bauer certainly will do that. But I think when you take a look at the run game, the run game seemed to be pretty solid tonight. The pass game in certain points, the INT that Riley threw later on in the game, that was a bad INT. They'll talk to him about that. But I think overall, uh, it's, it's a learning curve here. Tonight maybe is the learning curve. Some of the things that happen that you don't want to see are going to show up with a younger team. And they saw it tonight. They'll be able to take a look at that on film. They'll be able to address it with the team this week. And we'll see maybe next week some of the mistakes we saw tonight will be taken care of. Well, Darren, I don't think there is any question that the coaches will be drilling and drilling to, to correct some of these errors. Uh, but the one positive, if the, there, there are many positives, but the one positive that I'm pulling out of it is that they faced adversity and they overcame it. And they overcame it in a startling fashion. You know, as I said, they, they we got about halfway through the third when they'd already scored twice. They flipped that script. Script. Absolutely. And, and I'll give kudos to the defense. The defense in that first half... Probably a little shell-shocked. You know, the secondary, maybe it was a little wake-up call for the secondary, too. You know, sometimes you, you think, oh, well, we're that good. You can't throw on us. Right. Yes, we can, and they did. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, you want to see me? <laughs> so maybe that knocks you down a notch, and maybe you needed to get knocked down a notch to say, okay, maybe we're not as good as we thought we were. we we got to get our game back under us, and we've got to play more as a team and not you know, individually because there were a couple – uh, defensive backs, they got burned tonight. They got burned big time. And, you know, we hate to point that out. We don't want to say this person, this player, whatever the case is, the coaches will take care, as you mentioned, of that. But at the same time, you do have to keep yourself in check. And it's a matter of you just have to work at getting better and better and better every week that when, and I don't want to say when it really matters, but when it does, that you're entrenched and you bought into that program. You know, we also must keep in mind, I think, that these are 16- and 17-year-old kids. Mm -hmm. These are not 25- and 30-year-old professionals who are being paid $3 million a year or whatever to play this game. They're doing it because they love it. Yep, that's right. They're doing it for the thrill of doing it. And you know what? From that, a mistake or two is going to happen. And when your coach corrects you, it's up to you. To make the the uh, to make the adjustment that he tells you, without a doubt. Yeah. Well, Jerry, 
I think we've basically said everything we can about today's Exeter at Boyertown game. What do you? I think that uh, you are correct about that. We have done what we can amidst the the insanity of that first half of, of just constant freezing. I mean, I, I, there's a nasty email going to NFHS and Boyertown for this. I mean, I paid eleven ninety nine so we could do this, and, and it's... God, we just got nothing out of that first half. And and I apologize to the audience for that, but it was completely beyond our control. And we thank the audience for sticking with us. For those of you that sent notes to us, just as far as some clarity to uh, some scoring and who very well may have done that scoring, we appreciate mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. as always. So thank you very much. So, friends, tonight's final, Exeter 36, Boyertown 14. Join us next Friday night, September the 8th. It will not be on the NFHS Network. We will be on the road, West York, the Bulldogs, 645. Yes, Darren, our uh, last trip to West York was great. The folks there treated us very well. They were nice. They were helpful. The one thing about it was we were up on a roof and we were stuck behind this gigantic speaker. And like you and Mike Boyer were jumping around trying to see what was going on with the play. But regardless of that, folks were great. The The stadium was awesome. We had a great time. We're looking forward to getting there again and doing it one more time. That's right. So regardless of what we face, may it be black screens, may it be frozen <laughs> screens, may it be large speakers. We yes. here at the Exeter Sports Network will do whatever we can to bring top-notch quality Exeter Eagles football into the listeners' homes. We did our level best tonight, buddy, and I think we did a good job. I certainly hope so. And again, thanks, everybody, for joining. And again, next week, next Friday night, 6.45 p.m. on the Exeter Sports Network. That'll do it from the living room here in Riften. Tonight's (laughs) final, Exeter 36, Boyertown 14. For my fantastic partner, Jerry Gellif. Jerry, any final words? No, uh, I appreciate the great job you did tonight because you were were short a a regular partner who knows a heck of a lot more about football than I do, uh, who's actually, you know, played the game in an organized fashion. I hope that I did something to fill the role and brought it along. I got to I got to close with this. Go ahead, go ahead. Of course, Mike Boyer, thanks for listening, buddy. Of course, he <laughs> he uh he asked Siri if uh WEEU might still be on the air because we're still on the air. There's an inside <laughs> joke there as far as our post-game comments going forever. So we're going to wrap up now. It was a great great comment, Mike. Thanks very much. All right. We also want to thank our Uh, reporter Ava Strauss. Fantastic having her here. I'm Darren Zinder again. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. We will talk to you next week on the Exeter Sports Network. Have a great evening. Thank you for joining us for Exeter Eagles football on the Exeter Sports Network. The game has been brought to you by the new Birdies Inn, located at five points in Exeter, MikeDragosports.com, the best high school sports coverage in Berks County, and Margarita's Pizzeria in Laureldale. Join us next week when the Eagles will travel to York to take on the West York area Bulldogs. 
This has been a presentation of Jerry Gellif Media. Good night. Good night.